0: Uh, okay. Is this the longest time y'all recorded on one single episode? Nah, man. <laughs> hey, welcome to Big Facts No Cap, the number one podcast with plant-based chicken fingers and fan page Twitter fingers. As always, it's your friend Phil, along with the guests Adrian and Paul. Let's get into it. Big
1: Facts No Cap, cap. Big Facts no. Cap. no cap Big Facts No Cap No cap. Facts. No. Cap. Facts. no cap. No cap. No cap. No cap. No cap. All right, Peli Pio, first guest. All right, I'm 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 pretty sad about giving up control, but I'm 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 happy to see an old friend here.
2: What control are you giving up? <laughs> Control... What
0: old friend are you talking about? <laughs> I'm
1: out. Y- y'all oh, you, wait. Have- you ain't making any goddamn sense right now. <laughs> Control from one half of the talking time to one third. Mm. This is confusing already. I want to leave. Fractions are not
2: my strong suit. Can you show me on a cupcake how one half compares to one third? You know, full house style? <laughs> adrian i don't like this
1: intj stare
2: intj what i got that myers-briggs stare
1: <laughs> all right all right let's let's intro phil a different way i felt so attacked I'm <laughs> yo yo phil bring this
2: fucking energy down bro we can't <laughs> like, yo, my bad my bad my bad my hold bad on, hold on hold on
1: all right, <laughs> oh. all right paul how are you doing this week man I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. I think uh, this is an important, an important day for this podcast, Adrian. This is a uh, the introduction of us having guests on Big Facts, no cap. What a day!
2: What a day! What a mistake!
1: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> this is already a mistake. I'm honestly just go ahead and I think we named the title of one of our episodes. Skip this one, but actually, go ahead and just skip this one.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think people are ready to hear Paul and Adrian have their views challenged by anybody else, oh, by just... a third party.
0: <laughs> I actually came on this podcast just to argue for the people who weren't there to argue their point of view for dogs, how much <laughs> I'll hate them,
1: for no reason. Phil, I want you I want you to know that if you say anything that hurts my feelings or is more funny than something I say, I'm cutting it out immediately. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Doing that. laughs>
2: Yeah, our first guest on the podcast was actually Kevin Hart, but everything he said was so much funnier than
1: what we said. We just <laughs> cut his whole entire thing out. But actually, Phil, Phil, I've, I, I am interested in this dog thing because I do think somebody needs to like speak their say, their pro dog say, into this mm. podcast. So,
2: and I think it should be a great orator and debater like <laughs> Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I don't want to get too into it, you know. I don't want to offend anybody,
2: but... That's not how we do this podcast. (laughs) You got to let go of that right
0: now. I get it. I get it how people are not dog people, and I actually still found found that podcast very funny, even though I was like a huge dog person. Um, Okay, one thing I do not agree with, though, is calling dogs smart. I think that's a cool thing, because you're calling the dog smart for being a dog, and y'all are like, man, this dog can't do economics or some bullshit. I'm like, man, fuck y'all, bitch-ass mother. If your dog can do economics, I'm taking that dog to jail. I'm not going to own that dog. Uh, nah, nah, nah.
2: Man. Man, if I had a fucking supply-side dog, I'd fucking leave him on the street, you know what I mean, Paul? Man, listen,
0: that's like saying your TV's big and Paul coming in like, you ever seen a cruise ship? It's like, yo, we're calling the TV big for a TV. <laughs> this Dotson can fucking.
2: Dude, I love how Paul or Phil really is. I'm gonna do this so many times during the episode. Uh Phil really is the voice of the people right here. This,
1: <laughs> he's really getting us right now. I think the problem is we're we're really gonna come off bad. Like it was fine when we, neither me or you were likable together, but now that there's somebody likable to contrast against me and you, Adrian, <laughs> we're gonna come off real shitty.
2: Uh, you know, I think it was Einstein that said if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, uh, that's perfectly fine. Cause uh, why would you keep a fish as a pet? That's stupid. Einstein.
0: Mm. Ooh, but what did Einstein even really do?
2: <laughs> that's a legitimate question for Phil. <laughs> he did not pay attention. I don't. I don't know what he did.
0: He uh, what he fucking invented the kite and attached electricity to,
1: it and it fucking died because of it. Yeah, we're not gonna listen to you, man. All right. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think Einstein was the—he invented like the Hitachi vibrator, something like that. <laughs> what did he do? The thing? Atari is the Atari.
0: No, wait, wait, okay, deadass. He got the light bulb, right? It's his thing. What? No, no. I know. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm you... just kidding, man. I'm just I'm just playing around, man. Uh, e equals mc squared. What hey, the fuck that means? I use that. Go. I use that every day. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Einstein. You <He> said it. <laughs> Thanks,
2: Einstein. <laughs> Um all right, so let's introduce our guest. Uh this is uh Philip Andrew Carter, aka Lil Phil, aka Lil Phil two nine oh seven two, aka filibuster, aka Phil the Kid, aka the fifth member of Whitest Kids You Know. this is my this is one of my friends from high school, uh friends from college. Uh you've heard him you've heard about him in another podcast. Uh, Philip Carter, what you gotta say? What you, what you gotta say, for Yes, yourself? yes. We've been
0: friends since um uh, the honors dorm in college. Um, I was. Where we in, both lived. Yeah, I was in the valedictorian <laughs> dorm, but I would <laughs> often visit them down there. You know, um, I guess for the. I guess there's only one vector There's only one room in the valedictorian dorm. I guess because there's the- no, no multiple valedictorians can end up at a college bill. <laughs> But I thought valedictorian was like the smartest in the... That's what they call me. In high
2: school. <laughs> if you're applying to college. I, why are they doing I don't these think, different I don't Mickey Mouse bullshit have, names for these colleges? I don't think colleges have valedictorians. All the so. colleges have multiple principals? Yeah. I, I think hate they, being
0: yeah. smart, man. I think they have zero principals. <laughs> I think they have deans. I mean they got a lot of mores but no principals. Let's sit on that for a little bit.
2: Yeah. Take a moment, Paul.
0: <laughs> think
2: about what principals fucking Clemson had. <laughs>
0: Phil Einstein, though nice to be a first guest on the podcast, um, long-time listener, first-time guest, the first one. I'm excited.
1: Nice, and uh, you you have a podcast coming out soon, right, Phil?
0: I do, yeah. So um, we're doing plugs right now. He's just gonna
1: leave well, right after he plugs. <laughs> <laughs> I had an idea for Phil's podcast. I wa- I-, I wanted to pitch a movie to, to you. Oh, okay. To do on Ooh, your podcast. Okay. I'm down. Uh, What what type of things have y'all been doing so far?
0: Um, We've only recorded two episodes. The first movie we watched was A Fish Called Wanda, and the second one was Itchy the Killer.
1: Okay, okay, so you're doing things that are already comedies. You're not, like, mocking really Um, bad movies.
0: Well, I guess, yeah, Fish Called Wanda, that is a comedy. Itchy the Killer is more of, like, a very gory and horror, I guess, kind of comedic, but more just, like, gory and, Which is uh, what
1: Paul finds very funny, so he knew that about the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's in Soul 7. (laughs) So I've recently learned about this movie online, and for people who didn't get it, Phil does one of those like uh, mystery Robot Theater 3000 things where they comment on the movies, right, Phil? Yeah, we watch a movie. We, we don't really add the comments in there. We're not planning on to
0: it. Uh, we're just writing a song for each movie that we watch, and it has to be a movie we never seen before. So like after we watch the movie, we take at tops an hour, and we write a song about it, and then record us doing the song
2: oh very cool yeah and it like has that. to be a movie they've never seen before because they do have a song locked and loaded for every movie they have seen so yeah just to be fair <laughs> to get,
1: to get wait does the movie ever win and you can't find a way to mock it through song like the movie is too good <laughs> i think phil feels that way about the impractical
2: jokers movie oh uh, it's a hilarious movie man can i plug that <laughs> yeah can i just plug the impractical joke Dro- that is a hilarious comedy <laughs> very funny um what do we got roger Ebert in the house what is this review right here man, i know who that is
0: <laughs>
2: man roger
0: <laughs> man all
2: right um what were we talking about but anyway so the theme for today we can get into it because it's just phil since our it's our first guest <laughs> Uh, We have like a, we have, Phil gave us topics of what he wanted for the uh, advice columns today. Um, And luckily uh, for Phil, we're going to still read out the columns. He's not going to be doing any out loud reading, uh, which I think (laughs) (laughs) Phil has recently been uh, uh, has a, well, I don't know, Phil, you want to tell the story? Yeah,
0: I'm trying to read these key chords right now. Can I get some help with this? I'm just kidding. Um, We went to a museum and my idea of a museum is like, you know, you don't have like, a tour guide and he's not making you read out loud in front of your friends and two other people you didn't meet but <laughs> but that was the case with this museum and it was like an old guy giving his riddles and stuff and he opened this book every stop on the museum and he was like okay one of y'all can you know read the riddle out loud and we just went back and forth and there were some words in there that I did not know how to pronounce. There was, like, some reference to, like, Greek mythology and stuff. And I was like, I don't even know how to pronounce that. And, like, after I like, mispronounced one word or, like, maybe asked him how he pronounced this, he looked at me, like, dead in the eyes. And he was like, hey, some of us here... And, again, he's looking just at me. He's like, some of us here today are not going to be able to pronounce some of these words. And that's okay. <laughs> and he didn't look at Adrian once throughout the whole sentence. And I was like, bitch, he's talking about me.
2: <laughs> he's specific. So he was, he was trying to be... Very kind, just very bad at it. He was like, you know, we're not trying to impress anybody today. If you don't know a word, it's fine. We can look it up together. Oh,
1: what was the word? Was it like Acropolis? What was the it was a type of bird that we didn't know.
0: Yeah, it was mm. like, um, uh, what was it? Um, cardinal? <laughs> <laughs> Pigeon. Um, yeah, it was boat. <laughs> um, no, I forgot. what. Yeah, it was some type of bird. Um, but yeah, the music was cool, but I did feel pretty... Uh, pretty down on myself Pretty judged yeah pretty judged and down on myself after that uh
2: i'm not gonna lie i may have done the lion's share of the riddle solving oh
1: my god
2: there was one part
0: of the tour where like because this house is pretty funky it was like a museum that was just a house you know but they made it really cool and like on top of the house was like this compass, and it was like northeast, southwest. You know how freaking compasses go. Um, and but it was flipped. So like I think like was the north and south that north was flipped. North and south were flipped. Yeah. North and south were flipped. Um, and he was like, okay, now look up at this compass. And it was like, you notice any anything interesting about it? And I didn't notice anything at first. And then he and then he looked at me in the eyes, says like north and south south are, are flipped. And I felt like the biggest dumbass ever. And he's like, that's not how it normally is. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> north is up. South is down. <laughs> I felt so dumb. Like, <laughs> But then again, if you flip north and south, you can just flip east and west, and that'll be the same thing. So,
1: That is just turning a compass 180. Yeah, I should be the host of that tour. Paul, do you want to talk about your favorite film memory, or do you want to talk about how what how you think of Phil? I don't think you were actually good friends with this person, but I think he sat at the lunch table one the one semester I sat, we had like lunch together, or we sat around in the same area at lunch. Do you remember a Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, based off that guy's Snap presence, can I ask you a question? Is he very conservative now? Do you still know him at all?
0: Um, or? I'm not on Snapchat, but I Damn. am on Instagram, and I, he posts a lot of stories that seem very conservative. So, okay. I, surprisingly, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, I just... Because
0: <laughs> that... in high school, he seemed so cool. He, he did not seem yeah. like... He, he seemed like he was pretty, uh, you know, smart. <laughs> I mean, and not like an <laughs> asshole, but um, he was like one of the... When of like my first like really good friends I had besides like Justin, you know. But uh... Uh, okay,
1: so I, I was fair to uh, I was fair to match you guys up in my mind. I was like, I know for some reason I think I'm gonna be shy and Phil together at least in high school.
0: Yeah, we hung out a good bit. Remember, um, like the, do you remember in high school when like coning was like a phase people did, and then falling was a phase. Me and him mm-hmm. would like fake fall in a lot of places, and ever since
2: we we were best friends. Phil <laughs> also did some coning too. Yeah. I was uh, yeah, hopped on those trends for show. Yeah, you know all those trends where you like look at the like, service worker, uh, and you see like their soulless stare as like some idiot comes around and does some shitty thing to them, and you're like, wow, that's kind of a shitty thing to do. <laughs> Bill was big on all those.
0: <laughs> I loved it. Okay, no wait, I like to back up my falling and my coning real quick. Okay, with well, coning, I never like threw anything at anybody. I really just grabbed the ice cream cone by the ice cream and then I drove away. So literally, they were just weirded out, and that's okay with mm. me. And then falling, if I ever made a mess, I would definitely clean it up immediately. I just want people to be weirded out.
1: You know, I-, I like that because, yeah, it, for sure, those are way more acceptable than the uh, second biggest pastime for, for the guys who would go on to be frats from our high school, which was going to the Waffle House and harassing a waitress constantly. Man, so, that annoys me so much because- Better hobbies on your end. <laughs> As far as service worker based hobbies I mean, go
0: Because like service industry That was my first job You know like working at Tokyo Grill. So like I, I, I definitely you know get their pain and I, I heard... started
2: in the finance district So I have no idea about this
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, But yeah I think it was like a trend too In high school where people did like fire in the hole And they literally got like a milkshake or a soda From a drive-thru And then they threw it right back at the person Dude oh, There was a couple Christ. videos where like The pe- per- people in the window would like come out and like fucking beat you up you know and i love that i love
1: seeing yeah. that that's a good time that's a good time um, i remember yeah Abisha, i think had no sense of uh mm. had no sense of embarrassment because i remember along with that there was the one time where i think i convinced him i don't know a group of people i was in convinced him to go do the 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 guess guess who it is thing from movies where like the lover puts their hands behind another person's eyes like guess who we convinced mm-hmm. him to do that to a random kid at lunch, like just some freshman, mm-hmm. and he went up and did it, and it was just the most painfully awkward thing I think <laughs> I've ever witnessed for everybody involved, for be shy for us, for having convinced <laughs> him to do it, like the immediate regret as we just felt the embarrassment for the kid who yeah. had it happen to him for a B-Shy, just like, it was a very much a failure of a joke.
2: Especially when that um. kid, like, really hopefully was like, Dad? <laughs> 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 Papa? <laughs> You got your cigarettes, Papa?
0: <laughs> if that's the way the Abishai meets his son, that
1: is beautiful. <laughs> it's
2: like that was Adrian
0: that was Abishai's like long, long what's son. What's
1: his life like? <laughs> yeah, but I don't have many uh good Phil stories from high school. Adrian, do you have like or from college probably more likely? Yeah, I like, was about to say your, we didn't we hung out what, like what, a couple what, times in high school. Yeah. What are you and Phil's best memories together? Hey, the
2: ones we can't remember, you know what I
0: mean? Hey. <laughs>
1: i do remember you guys talking me i was so scared to do it i was so scared to smoke hookah inside like the 11th floor of a dormitory you guys are like that's fine then we do it all the time when i was visiting usc oh that's
2: because it was phil's dorm and no one gave a shit yeah
0: (laughs) i remember one time me and adrian we were doing like hookah in my room and i put on uh, adam young's lab goggles on and i think adrian had a pair on too and coleman walked in and the like the room was filled with smoke and he just sees us with lab goggles on and we look so like shocked and he was like what are y'all doing i'm like we're doing an experiment
2: <laughs> man oh my goodness. god I, that's, that's I one my favorite that. memories. yeah i remember that that's one of my favorite memories <laughs> i remember the time oh wait so uh (laughs) phil do you have any boundaries on what we're not allowed to say on this uh podcast episode um uh yeah no i was (laughs) i was asking because uh the story i want to tell is um whenever phil and i would do
0: that was actually one of the, my favorite like nights out with Adrian, because yes. also that night at Waffle, House, did you already say that you got the cardboard cutout? No, no, no. Oh, so um, Adrian is very notorious for asking people if he could buy their cardboard cutouts <laughs> if he just sees one, and even if they're not for sale. And I love that about him. So we went to that night we went to Waffle House and where I got way too much food, <laughs> and um, there was a cardboard cutout of the USC women's basketball coach Don Staley. Don, no. Was it, yeah, okay, I guess it was Don Staley, yeah, yeah. Um, And he got him. He got him, and ever since we, like, made a character, like, a voice for that cardboard cutout, and I just... Oh, do you mean the
2: men's basketball coach? The men... Oh, it was the men's oh, basketball yeah, coach. Yeah, men's basketball That was, oh, so that was the birth of Chad the Douchey Dad. Chad the Douchey Dad, yeah. Oh, so, so Chad was born that night, too. So yeah. we got Jessica and Chad. Uh, Yeah, Chad the Douchey Dad was a very big character our first year, our first <laughs> few years of college. Um... Whenever
0: you hear us laugh, like, huh? like that, yeah. that's like a Chad the Douchey Dad, like, <laughs> character trait, and, uh... <laughs> What a great cardboard cutout! And actually, full circle, my big boy job that I have now—that guy was at one of like our fundraising events or something, and I got to see him. And man, I don't know if the cardboard cutout makes you lose ten pounds, but he was <laughs> on kicks. Uh
2: Full circle to when we used to watch Family Feud in the dorm and make fun of Steve Harvey for having big pants. Uh, Chad the Douchey Dad he got some big old pants. He does have some big old pants. <laughs> got some big old pants. Big booty. Big old pants. pants. <laughs>
1: Guys, I'm not sure who this is going to speak to other than <laughs> just you two <laughs> listening this be back. a private episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, was, it was really bad. It was really bad. It was
2: really bad. Really yeah. uh, I got the bad. So what friend.
1: one of my memories of Phil that just made me laugh so hard when it happened was, uh, I, was uh, I was on the USC campus oh, with was, that, uh, was uh, a friend. Yeah, right. Yeah. With a friend. And I remember separately Phil happened to be with a friend or something and we met up somewhere. Was it the we horseshoe? Just, like in that field? Yeah. Yeah, we met up on the horse. I know exactly Uh, what you're talking about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we were just, like, sitting out there, laying down, and there was, like, a lot of families, like, out there that day, too. It was, like, the middle of the day. A lot of people having a good time, like, just enjoying life, uh, catching some sun, and I think we just, like, looked up at one point, and there was just, like, two kids playing tag, like, two six-year-old kids, like, a boy and girl just playing tag. Just, like, wow, like, what a beautiful moment, like, to think, like, we were all children once, and... We're, you know, we're starting to age out of ever being at that point in our life, and are we ever going to be able to recapture that sort of happiness, that sort of playfulness? And everybody was kind of agreeing that something was lost, but something else, maybe more beautiful and more profound, could be gained in adulthood as well. And Phil immediately pulls out his camera to capture the moment and just starts (laughs) zooming in on the two kids, just getting real close up as their parents just are like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. Kid, standing 20 feet away with his camera phone out just pointed right at their kid <laughs> um so i i don't if, if you ca- if you catch if you caught that moment i would like to see the pictures if you if you feel the Ooh, emotion you definitely to sent to me up. before yeah
0: it was actually a really good picture and i edited it and stuff um
2: this is not making my case better <laughs> edit- so what he did is he went into photoshop and he took the parents uh frowns and then he literally turned them upside down in photoshop by cutting them out and they love that picture.
0: Oh man, I remember how like bad that actually was. Just by the sound of my camera doing like <laughs> button, and y'all be like, "What the? <laughs> f- <laughs> <laughs> What's Phil doing?" Um, yeah, that that was a really bad start. If I would have not had my my ringer on, y'all would have been like, "Man, everything's good. Man, everything's gravy." You just taking pictures of those feels kids. So over fucking there.
2: smooth. Fucking
0: smooth. Take my pictures of kids in the park. <laughs>
1: He's, he's taking pictures of kids in like that normal way that cool way yeah artsy
0: way I posted on Instagram got like 20 likes so who's laughing what? now
1: 2013 that was a big deal it was bro that
0: was like a record now Takashi six nine comes in with a 1 million live on his Instagram story I don't get I it. I did think
1: of you as a Takashi of USc so that's fair
0: hey you listen to Takashi six nine
1: uh like the meme songs <laughs> not yeah. heavy
2: yeah. That's been a an inside joke. Whenever Phil does something dumb, I ask him if he wants to take the Takashi Six Nine Quiz, which is Are you dumb, stupid, or dumb,
1: huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, Paul, I like that hat. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you you've been to this restaurant. Uh, shout out to uh, Hard Rock Cafe. Soul. soul. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> God damn it, Phil! The apology the apology had worked, and now we're on bad footing again. <laughs>
2: No, Phil Paul got bad blood.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Did uh, I go to that restaurant with you? Yeah, Seoul. That's where we got the wings. Oh, yeah. Oh, dope. Seoul Korean
2: barbecue. That place is great. Yeah. Um, okay. Do we need to reel it back in again and <laughs> get focused? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, can't, I can't remember if there's anything I wanted to talk about before we got into the uh, episode today. Phil, do you want to talk more about your actual self, like, real quick? Um,. Because there was a reason you picked these two themes, right?
0: Yeah, kind of. a Okay, yeah. So the two themes I chose today were social media and vegetarianism or veganism. (laughs) However you kids say it. I know they're different things. Um, But yeah, I was... Vegetarianism. Vegetarianism.
2: (laughs) So Paul, real quick, I just want to let you know that I think maybe the most stark thing that happened during our uh, river floating trip... Is we played a game that involves uh, a certain amount of spelling skills, and uh, as smart as people do, <laughs> and there hey, may
0: let's have play that... a spelling game. That really and is so floating. lame. We're all floating <laughs> over the river. How it's, does it's, a
2: spelling be sound? It's very much a parlor game that just happens to involve spelling. What, it was what's a fun wrong game. with your Fred
1: group, Adrian? What Thank you, again
2: no, It was a fun game. It was, but uh, there may have been some some incidents. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, okay, so uh, social media and vegetarianism. (laughs) Phil needs a minute.
0: (laughs) All right. Um, Yeah, so the two uh, topics I chose were vegetarian, veggie eaters, um, (laughs) slash veganism, and then social media. So the reason I chose the plant-based diets one was that I was vegetarian for probably all collectively like the years of my life, maybe like three, four years. But it was a very on and off. And then I was pescatarian for two years.
2: Yeah. So if you count up every hour in which Phil didn't <laughs> eat meat, <laughs> he's been a vegetarian for about
0: <laughs> three fourths of a his life. Whole life. life yeah. <laughs> 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 um. <laughs> but and then uh. So I've always was interested about hearing people's point of views of why they chose those diets. For me, it was always more of like I want to kind of get healthy and be more fit. And when I eat proteins, I just – I don't know. I don't like – I don't cook for myself at all. So when I go out to eat and water something, it's usually not like the healthiest. You know what I mean? Like burger. You know what I mean? That's, that's it's a tasty meat, but I know it's not the best for me. Can you give I, some
2: more examples of tasty meats?
0: Oh, okay, okay. Burger. A hey, uh, – Ball still here, you know I me. Mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, hot dog. uh As you He's West- like, Mitt Romney, his favorite meat is a hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> or as you West Coast people call it, wiener schnitzels. Am I right? <laughs> Y'all got a wiener schnitzel. What's lit over here, bro? Um. But, yeah, I really just did it for health reasons, and, because I always felt so bloated, too, when (laughs) I, during my college, when I ate, like, heavy meats, I felt so bloated, and I would, like, just shit all day, and I was like, let's try a plant-based diet, and it actually kind of worked for a while, but I lost way too much weight, (laughs) and pesca I started to become, uh, pescatarian, just ate fish, but, uh, man, it gets smelly, I tell you, Paul, um, and I just want to keep her first point of views on it because I also hated people like shaming or people who are vegetarians or vegans or pescatarians shaming people who do eat the meats that they don't. And I always found it really corny and kind of
1: like I don't know, stupid. But so so wait 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 Phil, so do, do you still eat pussy or is that on or off the menu now?
0: Ooh, um, now I'm like DJ Khaled, bro. Kings don't eat pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm Wait, just kidding. did DJ Khaled really say that? Yeah, yeah he DJ said. DJ Khaled yeah. said,
0: uh, I don't eat pussy because I'm a king or something like that. It was it was
1: a horrible statement. It was not good. Shout out to my era brother. I, I honestly think because Phil is from like somebody I remember a lot from high school, I'm regressing.
0: <laughs> what yeah. was the second to- oh, social media.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Social media is another thing where I just kind of like sit back and observe kind of like with people who don't eat meat is like i don't really maybe not get the exact reasoning why you're doing it or why you're shaming other people that do eat meat you know and the social media it's kind of like a hot topic right now what you should and what you should not post um and yeah even just before i guess this political climate uh like i guess like not around election time people just posting in general certain stuff it's like I don't know, there's some really stupid people that you have to unfriend and unfollow and facebook can really you know make you not want to be friends with somebody so i think social media is really interesting and i like to sit back and observe and i don't really try to post anymore but kind of hear people's takes on it you know what i mean
1: i feel like you're gonna be our like subject matter expert here because me and adrian are like big posters are big on social media and haven't been adrian has a facebook now but didn't yeah. for the longest time and y'all know you That is, no, yeah. that is not canon. That is <laughs> not canon. Adrian's—he's all about his own pleasure. You mean? Masseus? And speaking of my own
2: pleasure, uh, Adrian's beer corner for today. I am drinking a Jack Rabbit Party Cloud Hazy IPA. Hey. Uh, let me tell you. First of all, uh, Paul, how do you feel about the uh, the artwork? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, very. Uh, it's very much like what's that? Uh, that cup design from the '90s. Everybody's obsessed with the, the blue. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't the know the word squiggle. for it,
2: but uh, Phil knows. He has a shirt that has it on it um yeah so really cool kind of like 80s 90s like what you would see in the carpet of a kindergarten class type uh, artwork yeah it's Um, very
1: saved by the bell
2: yeah of course uh really delicious normally i don't like hazy ipas but this is actually really good so i don't know how to recommend it i guess if you someone who thinks that you don't like hazy ipas jackrabbit makes one that's good for everybody like always jackrabbit uh one of the places phil and i visited together actually phil how would what what would you say about jackrabbit the actual Mm. location and beer
0: Uh, it was great. And also, when I go out to eat at places, I do pay attention to the service and just how I feel there because there'll be a place that has like great price, great food, but the service makes me feel very uncomfortable and anxious, and I won't ever go there again. But the server at Jack Rabbit even played the game Heads Up with us on on our phones, and she was fun. She was nice. She has some suggestions, and uh, she asked us what
2: music we wanted.
0: That's true. Yes, she did. Um. And it was it was nice. We were the only people there too at one point, and it didn't seem like she was rushing us out. But it, I think it was still kind of clear that they were closing right after we left. But she didn't rush us out, and I was like, this this is awesome. This is a really great like homey place to be at. And how about the beer, Phil? Terrible.
1: <laughs> no,
0: uh, the, the beer was really tasty. They have a really good peach pale ale. Uh, but also they have a, was it a Lemon Goza? Yeah, Lemon Goza, yeah. they a Lemon Goza. I highly recommend. That was great. I love uh, any lemon flavor, like Lemon Drops, um, Lemon Heads, Warheads, um, the yellow, Laffy mm-hmm. Taffy. Love it. Um, but yeah, great beer. Cool atmosphere too. It was mostly outside, but didn't you say they usually have a back patio set up? Well, usually they're inside, but. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we got a whole thing going on right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, great
0: place. 10 out of 10. I Recommend. Love
1: it. Alright, that's my beer corner for this week. Let's get into these articles, dude. Okay, so, y'all, we're trying to get into the uh, articles right now. Have you previewed these, Phil, or are we are we reading no. them to you for the first time live? Yep. Okay. So, I Diving think I fresh. should go
2: first, because I think we kind of hit on, independently, what my article's about. Alright. Okay. So, this is from uh, the advice column from, actually, uh, TED. So, um, I believe it stands for Technology, Entertainment, Design. Most people know it as the, you know, curator of TED Talks, uh, which... I think Paul and I could probably talk a while about our feelings about TED Talks. How they were cool when we were in high school, kind of dropped off. I have friends right now who are like who have fellowships through TED, so I'm not going to say anything bad about TED. I think TEDx like,
1: really TEDx really managed to ruin the brand because I don't think people may, like understood yeah. that it wasn't uh the same grouping of people as in TED Talks.
2: Yeah, the quality control can sometimes be a bit off. Uh but the, the TED education videos are actually really quite good. They're quite fun. Um, And so this is uh, Dear Guy, uh, hosted by Guy Winch, he's a NYC psychologist, Um, and so for uh, TED.com, he's hosting a, what is relatively brand new, I guess it started earlier this year, um, advice column, and so um, I don't know too much about the actual uh, author, he has a TED talk that we can watch later on, uh, but uh, here's the question for today. Dear guy, my family members keep posting angry political memes on social media, exclamation point.
1: The, the, the how to deal with family members who do uh, angry political memes thing, it just reminds me of all those like New York Times, like HuffPost, uh, like all the like basic liberal media stuff where it's like right around Thanksgiving where they're like, oh, yeah, like tips to tips to wreck your racist uncle in an argument oh this really is. i
2: thought it was like stuff like how to how to peacefully it's, deal with <laughs> it is how
1: to peacefully deal with it but i always like to think that the people who think they're peacefully dealing with it are making everything very uncomfortable for everybody mm. at the table at thanksgiving um at least that's how i imagine the readers of HuffPost would yeah, in right. their attempt to be like manipulative would end up sounding
2: okay so let's get into it dear guy My question is about family members who keep posting negative and angry memes on social media about politics. In my case, they post frequently about, quote, people of X political party being dumb idiots, unquote. I want to remain friends on Facebook with these relatives, but it's hard to look at their almost daily postings about how dumb someone like me is. One relative recently wrote me a long message trying to point out the errors of my beliefs. I read part of it and responded that I put a lot of thought into my beliefs and that I'm comfortable with them. On occasion, I'll debate one of them but I rarely do because it's a waste of time and ultimately unsettling. I like seeing the nicer funny things they post, and they post those things too, but lately I've been unfollowing them for 30 days to give myself a break. After 30 days, they're back on my feed. But after another week or two of the constant bashing of ex-political party, I can't take it and I unfollow them for another 30 days. How should I deal with this drama? Just continue what I'm doing? I have very positive experiences with part of my family, but I don't know how to deal with the people who still spread too much hate. Sincerely, Paul and the Family. Hmm. and just for an editor's note uh they specifically took out uh ted.com took out like when they say ex-political party they took out what the person actually wrote to be inclusive
1: yeah i wonder yeah i wonder what the guy who writes to (laughs) ted.com what what political party maybe he's like a a dark
2: web uh dark intellectual libertarian yeah
0: To be honest, I can actually relate to this problem a lot, but I don't really make it a problem. I think he kind of answered himself within his question by saying I unfollow them for 30 days. Well, he's actually using that term wrong. There's a snooze button you can use, and that snoozes them for 30 days where you don't see them for a month. But if you just unfollow them, you'll never see their posts again unless you start following them again. So there's a lot of relatives I had. Um, some of them I unfollowed. Some of them I just unfriended, depending on how much I like them and how much money they give me for my birthday. Uh, so <laughs> that's great advice. Yeah. Uh, the other than that, I mean, if you're not gonna be somebody's Facebook friend, like, and they try to add you, you know what I mean? You could just say like, "Oh, I didn't see that friend request.
2: I'll check." You could easily fake not being on social media rather than dealing with an old person who's stuck in their ways. But that's the whole point, right? Is like Facebook gives you that really nice out where you have the unfollow button, right? Like, that specifically was made for. You have a relative who's, a you know, a grandparent, uncle, or whatever, who's weird, and then you just don't have to see their posts anymore, but you don't have to let them know that you're unfollowing them.
0: Also, yeah, and also when you unfriend them, I guess they don't really know unless they search for your page. So that is actually the best option. Yeah, unfollow them, and then they'll just think, like, oh, if they haven't been reacting to my posts recently, I guess they're just not on Facebook because they're friends with me, and I don't know what the unfollow
1: button is. No, yeah, I feel like that's the right advice, right? Like, uh, you your opinion and if you argue with like a family member on facebook unless you feel like you really have sway with them is like there's a hundred other people telling them that you're just a little shit lib uh you're just a little shit lib who was liberalized by their professors because you're presumably younger if you're writing into ted so you're probably like in your 20s and they're just going to be like oh those socialist universities make them think this way they're not going to be like oh good point but so, yeah. i mean like yeah you either got to unfollow them or put up with it right like what is even arguing with them gonna do
2: There was a dear you amy know? article i almost brought
1: up that was in that exact situation where like
2: his mom was mad at him she was she regret the fact that she paid for his college because she thinks she paid for him to be indoctrinated into liberalism <laughs> <laughs> and so i would say that this is like comes down to like the very like new gen z millennial thought uh process of like Take your mental health first, and like, who who gives a fuck? Unfollow people who are like upsetting you on a daily basis. Like, I, I should take my own advice because I have a one friend who I just worked with at a job for a while who posts stupid libertarian stuff every day. But I love hate it so much. Like, I love the anger that it brings in me, mm. but like, I know it's bad
1: for my health. <laughs> phil do you get that at all is there anybody who posts really stupid stuff but instead of like upsetting you it like brings you enjoyment to read how stupid they are (laughs) kind of
0: yeah and actually i was talking to uh my girlfriend patrick fowler and christian williams who are two hilarious comics in columbia south carolina we were talking about this one other comic that we're friends with on facebook and he just posts like very raunchy stuff sometimes like one time he posted on like how many of y'all bitches had a threesome <laughs> we love it like it's so we would never post something like that but it's very entertaining just to see how like upfront he is um other than that man it's like you gotta take in like what are you going on facebook for i use Ooh. facebook a lot to keep up with my friends who i don't i guess care enough about to actually text them you know what i mean or just mm. to keep in the loop and also events on facebook you know um a local brewery they have a food truck tonight. That's very useful for Facebook. I'm not really going on there to check anybody's political views. I'm really not. Um I'm going there to see make sure everybody, you know, they go um what
2: food trucks are out. Um and I feel like i wanna see pictures of mountains when you go hiking? That's uh, I don't really want <laughs> Oh, I wanna see that. I don't want to see pictures of your kids or your pets, but I do want to see pictures of like landscapes.
0: That's cool. Yeah landscapes can be cool. Um I would love to see some pictures of dogs. But another thing about the political thing, like I, I will have like a um, a reinforcing narrative on who you are if it's like you know a positive political thing that I definitely side with. That that'd be awesome if I see that from you. But for most people that have like the opposite political views, I have, I can usually tell by the time by the interactions I've already had with them. You know what I mean? Like they could be a little bit more in your face than with my political stances, if that makes sense, or I don't want to get too political. <laughs> but, uh,
1: for okay. the audience, for the audience. Yeah, for the audience. Phil for is a very for... active member of the uh, Black Panther Party, so that's the <laughs> political stance you don't um, want to get into.
0: Yeah, yeah, but uh yeah, I can usually just tell, so like, I don't know, when I, ha- I don't, when I go on Facebook, it's really just to keep up with friends. I don't really care about people's political views because I feel like I know a lot of them already.
1: Okay, so I feel like we've reached the really, like, the really wimpy consensus all of us were definitely gonna reach, which is probably, like, don't say anything to them if it bothers you, unfriend them if it. Yeah, like, when I see, like, old family members post stuff on
0: Facebook that, uh, is very conservative, um, or, like... I'm still Republican, who else can share the status? Some shit like that.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, I love stuff like that. Oh,
0: uh, It's so bad. It's like, it doesn't bother me, but they, they... I have rather had scrolled by a piece of landscape or a cute dog picture, so every now and then I'll unfollow them and be like, let's make this app fun, you know, and cool. Mm-hmm. But I'm
2: not surprised or offended by their post. So, Paul, is this where you give your cancel advice?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so, isn't unfollowing really, like, the micro version of canceling? Like, you're canceling them for yourself. Right yeah do, phil do you do any of these people do you just like have like personal beef with them because you should start compiling this information so that if they ever make it big one of his uh facebook friends is ja rule and they've been beefing for a while <laughs> <laughs>
0: um no i mean i mean there's some few people who are like okay i don't want to be associated with you at all i think uh yeah i just i don't want to be on your friends list at all i don't want people to see this profile and be like oh phil's a friend or mutual friend oh this is you know phil's fucked up for doing this you know what i mean so there's a few people like that like uh yeah there was this uh white person in the Battle rap community in columbia that openly used the n-word and once he started making statuses with the n-word in not i'm like okay i don't want to be associated with this person at all i'm just unfriended them um
2: all right adrian Even all right let's there. get into this answer Let's see what this uh, Ted-educated man has to say, as opposed to us little dum-dums. Dear Paul and the family, you are so right, and you are not alone. Our political polarization is dividing friends and families and actually causing stress to a majority of the population. And causing stress is a link, so I'm assuming it links to a study. We're feeling anxious and irritable, preoccupied and distracted, quicker to anger and generally overwhelmed. We're eating poorly and losing sleep, and our relationships with those on the other side are fraying. Given that it's an election year in the U.S., sentiments are only going to be more inflamed, so your question is relevant to many people. As a therapist, I encounter this issue every day, because many of my patients have the same concerns, but also because some of them direct their political anger towards me, albeit unwittingly. Only last week, a patient said, I don't know your views, so I hope you don't take this personally or offended, but how can people belonging to X party be so freaking stupid? And yes, I was on the frickin' stupid side of things.
0: Libertarian.
2: Yet, yet I didn't take their comment personally, because they did not mean me personally. Neither do most people who post about people in X party being dumb idiots. Their anger is usually directed towards certain public figures or political factions, not every individual in those groups. More importantly, I wasn't offended or angered by my patient's comment. As a therapist, it's my job to understand the person sitting in front of me. When you truly understand someone, when you see their perspective and get why they have the feelings and beliefs they do, something happens. It's really hard to be angry at them. Sure, I may not agree, and I might not even... And I might even think that they're distorting the facts, but once I understand them, it's hard to be upset with them for not having those feelings.
1: Okay, can I just say, can I just say, what what is this? Why is he talking about his relationship with his therapist? That's completely different and would no, be handled is... in a completely different way than your relationship with your family.
0: Well, I think he said he is the therapist, right? And he said a patient yeah. said it's Wait, him?
1: his, the his a relationship as a therapist with his patient. And it's just like, that doesn't matter. That's a whole different situation. That's a whole different ballgame. It's way more
2: transactional. Although, apparently, according to Phil, these relationships in the family are also very transactional. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You dead?
0: No more birthday money.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about this later, but I I agree with that. Um, It's really hard to be angry at them. Sure, I may not agree, and I might even think they're distorting the facts, but once I understand them, it's hard to be upset with them for having those feelings. In a nutshell, that's the solution to dealing with angry relatives, on and off social media understanding god this sounds like some what never mind <laughs> um uh i know that some people reading this might think that suggesting one-word solutions to complex problems is freaking stupid but we tend to think we understand other people especially friends and family far more than we actually do the better we know someone the more confident we feel in our ability to assess their point of view without asking them and the more prone we are to getting it wrong and again getting it wrong has a, a source link to it Understanding doesn't happen automatically, even for therapists. You want to understand a person, to approach them without assumptions and with an open mind, and to ask questions without judging the answers. When you say, on occasion, I debate one of them but I rarely do that because it's a waste of time and ultimately unsettling, you're falling into the same trap that most people do. Hoping a debate will resolve your differences and bring you closer. Debates are not about understanding someone better. They're about winning and trying to change someone's mind. That's why debating your relatives leaves you unsettled and why it's probably no treat for them, either. It doesn't increase understanding for either of you. So here's what I suggest. The next time the people who matter to you post angry messages that upset you, try to view it as an opportunity to seek understanding. A recent study about managing political differences on social media found that the most effective way to minimize conflict is to highlight past interactions and shared interests. Ask your family members to tell you why they feel the way that you do, and then help them understand why you feel the way that you do by following the below steps. Adjust the phrasing so it sounds like you.
1: Okay, okay, just... Uh, uh, this pisses me off so much. I don't I know. I hate this It's answers. like yeah. the, the the problem the problem in our country. It's like it's also why they tried to like hide what political party the question asker It's was all about unity. From. And it's just like it doesn't it doesn't make sense in the context of politics in America. There's one side that's always aggrieved, violent, angry, and hateful, and another side that's on their back foot trying to stop the hateful messaging. And I know some people will listen to this and be like oh, but I like the whole, like, aren't we really all the same and we don't understand each other? No, that's clearly not fucking it in this country. Some of us are trying to make it a more loving, accepting place for everybody to live in, and some people are reactionary bigots. This whole, like, oh, we're gonna hide which one it is because it really could be be going either way. That's not cute. That doesn't make sense. And I don't like this whole, I don't know, equivalency shit that people do to try to sound smart like really the problem is that we're further apart and not closer together Mm. and that's what they're trying to do here and it's not the same it's not the same when a right-wing bigot says some right-wing bigoted shit as when a left-wing person says something stupid as when like a tumblr girl says something those aren't equivalent things and stop trying to make them that way
0: i also think when uh Uh, When he says, like, um, you're falling into the same trap most people do, hoping a debate will resolve your differences and bring you closer. I think they're actually stating that, like, well, the reader was stating that they actually don't debate that much. They said on occasion they may say something, but it's not, like, a problem to where, like, the, the, you know, like, the columnist is saying that, like, you know what, you're debating these people, you're falling into this trap. I think... I don't, you know what I mean? I thought that was a little bit presumptuous for the for the columnists to say that about the uh, the person who wrote in this article. It's like they're not really trying to debate everybody on Facebook. That's not their problem at all. But now they're listing a step by step their version of a debate. It's like, hey, don't debate them. Just let them know why you feel this way and understand why
2: you feel. That's the that's a debate. That's the same thing as a debate. They just have like a, a step process for it now. I think so. I think the one difference that they're going to go for as a therapist is that they're going to take like. I don't know, man. I've been getting deeper into this, and I know it's, like, Joseph Goebbels' territory, but, like, people don't change their opinions based on facts, man. It's literally emotion and, like, what you can evoke out of people. Yeah.
1: But the idea that you would... The idea that you're gonna start this, like, emotional appeal to your, like, racist uncle who posts gun memes... (laughs) And they're going to be like, and they're going to play along with you being like, I think we should sit down and discuss, not try to convince each other, but learn where we're coming from. And he's not going to be like, shut the fuck up, you college educated limb. And he's going to be like, oh, yeah, let me play along with this, with this little like situation you've set up, which maybe let's see what the steps exactly. are. But- if those are like the steps I'm gonna be like Sh- fuck this shit said yeah Steve and Boy. when I was like
0: talking about Albert Ironside in the beginning of the podcast and I said he invented the light bulb and y'all said he didn't that didn't change my opinion or whether or not he invented the light bulb <laughs> I know he did and y'all are wrong and it's okay it's...
2: alright hold up I'm gonna read these uh, steps real quick uh, it's pretty short so it should be pretty easy uh, step one cut a hole in the box step two put your dick in that box <laughs> step three make her open the box All right, so step one from Guy. Start by taking a moment to comment on a recent post of theirs that you generally liked or appreciated. For example, hi, Uncle Eddie. These pictures of your twin's birthday party were hilarious. (laughs) Who knew they could get that much icing in their hair? Uh, Step two. Frame politics as an interest that you both share, rather than as a point of disagreement. For example, I know how passionate you are about being a member of X political party, and how deeply you care about the issues. I'm passionate about them as well. That does nothing. Yo, so,
0: so they're saying that uh, you talk to your uncle Eddie and like, yo, I love the baby pictures,
2: and I see that you're also a <laughs>
0: libertarian.
1: <laughs> oh Let's chop it up. Let's get the chop in this favor. <laughs> That is it such... <laughs> And you can't be mean to me now because I complimented yeah, your children. Yeah,
2: that's a horrible segue. That's so bad. I don't know how sequential these steps are. <laughs> um, step three. Invite them to a conversation. For example, I'd love to understand more about your feelings slash beliefs, and I'd love you to tell I'd love to tell you more about mine. This isn't about me changing your mind, or you changing mine. It's just so we can understand each other better uncle eddie this is important to me because we're family
1: Ooh, ooh! this step you also do without blinking making constant eye contact uh
2: yeah i'm not gonna lie this is like some uh who's the maiden get out (laughs) like the way she talks (laughs) with like
1: a grin slowly creeping onto your face as you
2: say yeah i'm not gonna lie if someone said this to me i would be like no you fucking freak (laughs) fuck away from me dude (laughs)
0: I'm already siding with Uncle Eddie. I don't know his political views. Uh, But he's right. Yeah, he's right no matter what. (laughs) support him on Eddie 2020. (laughs) Uncle Eddie 2020. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if I was Uncle Eddie, I'd respond with like, you know there's an unfollow button, right? (laughs) I'm going to keep on putting icing in these babies' heads. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I know Adrian the best reading out loud, so I'll read step four. All right. And... by by giving them permission to decline your invitation and also use it as an opportunity to ask them to limit their use of
2: offensive terms. What? Uncle Eddie can only say the N-word so many times during (laughs) your conversation? (laughs) Oh my God. For example,
0: if you do not want to chat, I understand. But I like to ask you to not use terms like idiot and dumb when posting about... (laughs) ex-political <laughs> party. It makes it hard for me to enjoy your other posts, which I really look forward to seeing.
1: Okay, to step five. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Step four is too good. They're literally saying set rules for them like yeah. they're a child. They're going to react well to that. To you, a 23-year-old telling Uncle Eddie. As if that, Uncle like, Eddie
2: isn't going to come in like Dwayne the Rock Johnson and <laughs> Moana like, what can I say except Yo, the well, N-word? <laughs>
0: That was a Moana bonus track.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. This seems like the most, like, milk toast Mickey Mouse bullshit I've ever heard about trying to start a conversation. This is what, like, white women think they mean when they're like, let's start a dialogue. And, like, who's engaging oh. in this? Oh, jeez,
0: yeah.
1: No, nobody is gonna join the conversation on your terms. Nobody's gonna agree to your weirdo bullshit way of framing things. He's gonna just be like, you're a fucking moron yeah. and move on. Jesus Christ.
2: Mm -hmm. all right if they accept your invitation thank them for agreeing to chat ask them an open-ended question that's specific to them for example i can tell that supporting x political party is really meaningful to you i'd love to hear more about that let them reply and make sure to not interrupt them and tell them why supporting your party is meaningful to you then invite them to ask you a question
1: oh i was just saying yeah this is like they're so out of touch with reality like this person is not gonna join the dialogue they're gonna accuse you of being a democratic pedophile and helping the clintons run that pizza shop with all the children comet the pizza <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah i'll do the
2: next
0: step oh, it's just the same no, thing go the ahead, same go ahead. Yeah. we'll
2: popcorn every word if they, they decline your, your invitation to talk or refuse to answer don't be discouraged wait to see if they
0: they <laughs> <laughs> this is, i can't even read aloud lot by myself okay you got this
2: Uh, Wait to see if they continue to post inflammatory messages. While some people won't acknowledge their wrongdoing, they will change their behavior. But if they ignore you and keep up the hate, back to unfollowing them you go. Pal, what I'm suggesting you do is by no means easy. But given the peacemaking powers of understanding, I believe that investing the required patience, maturity, and emotional effort will be worthwhile. If even a small percentage of your attempts to seek understanding resulted in conversations and acceptance of differences, you'll not only salvage meaningful relationships, but you'll significantly reduce the stress and anger to which you're exposed to, and that you yourself must feel. What's more... You'll be demonstrating something that we all know deep in our hearts. The power to bridge the political divide lies in our own hands. Guy.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of stuff he said in this response was wrong and not good. And I feel like, okay, so his approach is almost like the sneaky debater, you know, somebody you'll see at a party and they're like, oh, okay, you got this shirt on, you know, uh, do you know what this means? You know what I mean? Or like, or, oh, oh, wait, have I told you that story? Or is that something that happened to you too? Oh, no, but I think there's a lot of different people like that who will try to do a debate, but do yeah. it very nonchalantly. And that really annoys me because like, you're not trying to have a debate of whatever <laughs> setting you're in. That happened and, to me once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what, what happened? What's, your, what's your story? Um, no, Carl, I, I, I came across a lot of people like that
1: yeah no i i very much like what phil is saying actually like hits home for me i very much feel that like the people who think that they're doing some sort of manipulative game yeah. it's like we all see through you yeah assholes. like you're so,
0: trying to start an argument on purpose and it's like oh, it's just uncomfortable
2: for me i was uh, i just got back from portland and i uh i went to a recreational weed shop and uh, i bought one of their shirts which had like a i think it was like a wicca uh symbol as like part of their iconography and their logo and so I was wearing it at Bar None in Columbia, South Carolina, and the bartender starts talking to me, and he's like, oh, that's cool. Do you know that's, like, a Wicca uh, symbol or whatever? And I was like, uh, no, I-, I don't really know. I don't really care about anything religious, so. And he's like, well, it's kind of weird if you're not religious to have a religious symbol on your shirt. And I was like, well, no, I think the, the hypothesis would be if I don't care about religious religion or religious iconography, then. I would wear it in the same way that I wear a Superman shirt, even though I don't believe in Superman. But he kept mm. trying to argue with me about it. He was like, "No, no, no I mean." And then we got into a whole argument of like atheist versus agnostic because I was like, I-, "I guess I'm atheist or agnostic." And he was like, "Those are two different things." And I was like, "What is the pragmatic difference, you fucking yeah. asshole?"
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's pretty dumb to call somebody out on like a shirt.
2: Yeah, when you say like you don't
0: care about it, like you think it looks cool, it's like that's obviously like why you're wearing the shirt. You know, I what feel mean? like
2: the the logic was very easy for him to understand, but he just wanted to argue with me.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, I feel like uh, nonchalantly starting a debate is worse than just asking somebody if they want to have a debate. I think it's way worse. I don't...
2: Honestly, I think uh, the obvious point is don't debate. There's no point right now. (laughs) No. I don't... but he
0: gives steps to do a nonchalant debate and like yeah I don't and that's see... terrible advice how did he but like i don't know but because you point you pointed out something earlier how he differentiated it from like i guess an upfront debate mm-hmm.
1: i don't know it was yeah yeah it's kind of like what you were saying with the whole like like you're just kind of bringing up his kids and then like slowly trying to like be like so mature about it and it's like no like I this don't is exactly
2: know. what my old roommate used to be like is like she was so big on this kind of like conversation and stuff and like she would tell me stories about like oh yeah some guy that i met at an airport was talking to me about building the wall and so i like gave him my perspective on it and he didn't change his mind but maybe if enough people do that in his life he'll change his mind it's like what what is this hallmark bullshit that you think like dictates people's <laughs> lives dude and, like it's no it's a waste of time disengage and like spend your time doing meaningful shit other than trying to change your uncle's mind like why is it that because he's related to you you think that's the best use of your time <laughs>
0: Yeah, like what? did what step one? Yeah, what was exactly. the example step one again? It was like, oh uh, yeah, the pictures of the twins' uh, birthday party were hilarious. Who knew they can get that much icing in their hair? By the way, you know what's not the icing on the cake? This political climate, Uncle Eddie. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 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 Uncle Eddie's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh man, that was just oh. such a bad way to start. I mean, Uncle Eddie has to be so confused right now. He never got a messenger on his <laughs> Facebook before. He's already confused. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't post the picture of the icing in the twins' hairs. That was his wife. That was part of the Eddie Carroll Smith Facebook page, and uh, now they're just talking about ex political party.
2: Oh wait, his uh, so his title of his TED talk is "How to Turn Off Work Thoughts During Your Free Time."
1: Hmm. Uh, spend your time arguing with your uncle on Facebook. There you go. That that's how you should meaningfully <laughs> use that time you gain back by not thinking about work as with very boring debates with family where you're oddly oddly formal uh phil was there anything more
2: like uh broadly that you wanted to say about social media or anything or yeah, with, with your when you brought that up that idea what did um, you think we were gonna talk about
0: i don't know i see a lot of different things on social media that i just think about throughout the day i like guess as, as i'm scrolling like why did this person post this or why do they feel unnecessary to post this um so not really i feel like if you're using social media and like you're happy when you get on it then keep on using it you know the way you're using it Ooh. i feel like you, there's so many different ways to use social media and some people see it as like very depressing and I, I agree with them but you have to look at it a certain way and sometimes it's not always for you so i understand that too i just say you know be smart about it be smart about it and make sure that you know mental health comes first before posting a picture of anything
1: all right um so phil as as a uh, as a vegetarian and uh um i assume you reformed vegetarian as a reformed vegetarian wait what are you now phil pescatarian you, you had a lot of things going on i'm, I'm not 100 he's eating sure. a
2: lot of chicken during this trip i'll tell you that <laughs>
1: yeah i've been eating a lot of pussy a lot
2: of...
0: <laughs> um no 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 um i've been eating a lot of fried chicken uh, i don't have any diets if that's your question <laughs> sorry yeah to answer your question i am not restricted in any way possible
1: okay so maybe you don't read this currently, but I'm sure back in the day when you were the blog vegan warrior princess attack exclamation point. So every night before I go to bed. <laughs> yeah, that's what I expected. <laughs> they have an advice column built in, uh, so it's two people. They do a podcast together. Shout out to them. Podcasters can't do any wrong. Podcasters are all beautiful. hashtag Love the Pod. Uh, Nicole, Salute. Nicole and Callie, and they do a unapologetically. Angry, feminist, anarchist, vegan, anti-capitalist podcast.
2: Ooh, actually, I'm into that.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's cool. They do describe their whole thing as, plus we have rants, tangents, dad jokes, and unapologetically angry women. And what a great list except for the dad jokes, and I just wanted to reiterate our podcast stance. Guys are the worst. Yeah. not fun. You suck. Mm. If that's what you enjoy. <laughs> um But So I brought in actually their second advice column they did in 2015, June 9th, 2015, for this episode for you, Phil. And it was uh, Vegan Warrior Princess Attack Advice number 2. And the question, title to the question is, is it okay to eat roadkill? Ooh, I love this already, Paul. And so it's actually not a long question. We can jump into it. It's just literally the question is, would it be okay to eat roadkill? My 8-year-old granddaughter asked me, all on her own! Exclamation point. If it would be okay to eat roadkill, how do I respond? First
0: off, congratulations as your 8-year-old can ask a full fucking question. Move on. <laughs> All on her own, she made a question.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paul. I'm sorry. That's it. That's it. That's the question. I, I don't know if uh, Adrian pulled it up for y'all. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: we got it. First, I'm going to say I've never seen a piece of roadkill that I'm like, oh, yeah, I've had that meat before. Let's take it home. Those suckers left it on the road dead. Like, I'm never going to see a squirrel or an armadillo or whatever else I've seen in South Carolina. Wait, dead you wouldn't only...
2: eat squirrel because you're afraid of squirrel, right? Or Is that, like the way you... afraid of actually... that the way you overcome that fear?
0: I'm not afraid of a dead squirrel, though. I'll eat the shit out of that. But uh, I just never had it before. If I have a squirrel once at a restaurant and I like it, then the next time I see a dead, you know, roll kill, like, squirrel on the road, I'm going to take it home. Best believe that. Well, my question but, uh... is,
1: what if you hadn't had meat in two years and you were you were avoiding meat for ethical reasons? Would you Ooh, Would you then be already like, dead? is it already okay to eat it? Because now it's dead, so is, am I oh in the clear God. ethically?
0: I love that question, Paul, and my answer is yes, 100%. Okay, if I was not eating meat for, like, years and years, and then I saw a deer was killed, and it wasn't meant to be killed, and I'm like, listen, I didn't do anything, I don't know who's going to pick up this deer, but it's pretty freshly dead right now uh and i knew how to cook deer at that point then yes i would take that deer home i would make a nice you know deer cheddar biscuit base soup or whatever you make out of deer and i would eat it
2: zero percent
0: uh i would make some deer jelly biscuit donuts (laughs) Uh, i would make some deer um you know deer I, i would just make deer i would just eat it fresh i would just eat the hoofs whatever you do i'm in I would do it. I think ethically there's nothing wrong with that cuz like people say who are like vegetarians they're like uh you know I'm not going to go eat a burger and even though people say like that animal was already killed. You know what I mean? They're gonna serve her no matter what. But it's like, yeah. But if you buy into that, you're getting them more profit. And they're gonna be like, oh, more people are ordering burgers. Let's keep on killing these cows. So if a deer's already killed and somebody just hit it on the way home, they're gonna leave it there. Then yeah, that animal's just gonna decay or fucking turn into a ghost. You know what I mean? It's and, gonna
2: decay or turn into a ghost. Those are its two options. <laughs>
0: or you can eat it. So yeah, I would say eat it. Just eat the deer. But I don't know how to cook a deer, so you know what, I probably wouldn't.
1: It's not really the cooking thing. I, I was going to ask if you're confident in your abilities to like, even with to something like, yeah, to butcher it. Like even with something smaller, like a squirrel, you're going to get all those organs out mm. of there. You're going to like pull out the good cuts. What kind of car was it hit by? Prius.
0: <laughs> Ooh, electric or half gas, half electric? Do you know what a Prius is? You can get half gas, half electric. Well, your
2: dad's a car salesman. I don't know these things.
0: Uh, To answer your question, I am not confident in cutting out the right organs of a (laughs) squirrel. It's that already. (laughs) To answer
2: your question, Paul, I'm going to bring in my quick take of being vegetarian for a year. Uh, A lot of it was because I wanted to save money. So, ding, ding, ding. If roadkill's free, my dude. (laughs) Uh, I can learn the butchering on YouTube. I can learn how to jerky a deer. I can learn how to, like, make possum stew. Uh, I'm into it. Yeah, I would eat roadkill. Yeah,
0: either way, still, I'm not going to eat a freaking squirrel. You're disgusting. Ugh.
2: I've eaten a rabbit before, which is pretty similar.
0: Mm. If I hit a cow, then yeah, I will love me some good old bacon blue burger.
2: But if I hit... Wait, where are you getting the bacon from? Is that also from Roadkill? Or are you buying bacon? Factory the cow was heart, pregnant
0: black and blue burger. That's what I'm going to say.
2: Because you punched it up before you... Yeah, I bruised you it, butchered it You did a little Rocky, like, training in the freezer. Just no. like... Bah, 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 bah. Now you black and blue baby. But...
0: Is that how they make black and blue burgers? <laughs> They give it
2: a Rocky and they just beat it up. The
0: best um, solo. No, honestly, bro, if I had any roadkill, I mean like I really wouldn't know what to do with it. Like I, I I'm not even good at cooking my own meals in general. I don't know how to butcher one, you know. Uh so I'm not gonna take it to a butcher and be like, do your thing, you know, and drop some stacks there. I'm just gonna eat some imitation morning star stuff. But uh but hey, if this eight year old knows how to butcher a cow or butcher a deer and make a good like dinner for her family, then yes, you know what? I support that eight-year-old 100%. Uh, I'm going to say a
2: really quick shout-out. I think what she's referring to is, is is it okay to eat at the Roadkill Cafe, an actual cafe on the way to Swansea, South Carolina? <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's a local business. You should support local business, even if they have the most disgusting name you could possibly <laughs> ask for.
1: All right, well... I'll jump into it. The answers are from both Nicole and Callie. And Nicole, I'll just go ahead and give an overview. Do you guys want to read Nicole's? It's a, it's a little bit more like slanted towards like, she really concentrates on the fact that it's a granddaughter and how you would discuss this with a child. And Callie kind of jumps into maybe the more like, the, the issues for adults to think about.
2: I mean, let's go through both. Maybe we don't have anything to comment okay. about Nicole's, but we'll, we'll hear it. Yeah. So Nicole says, Hey, I'm sorry. Before we go into
0: that,
1: I'm going to get a beer real quick. Do, do you want anything? Okay okay so nicole i'm so happy your granddaughter asked this question it shows a mature grasp of the concept of veganism and it's likely coming from a place of sincere curiosity i can picture myself asking a very similar question at her age humble brag i recommend okay, cool.
2: we've uh, we've established that she's not arguing in bad faith as an eight-year-old
1: <laughs> <laughs> also if i had an eight-year-old
0: and we passed like a dead deer and she was like can we eat it <laughs> I'm so scared. I, I I don't I don't know why I didn't touch on that before but that is like she even opened up with like my family's vegan or my family's vegetarian. but my eight year old asked why if we can eat this dead deer, it's like
2: yo, your eight year old asked you if you can eat a dead deer. So I'm very proud. My seven year old. We were at our uh, grandmother's wake, and she asked,
0: <laughs> "We can eat that." <laughs>
2: Which I I think shows really good critical thinking skills on her part.
0: Mm. Yeah. I don't feel like we're feeding her enough, which is actually paying off.
2: (laughs) I think that money that we're paying to that Montessori school (laughs) is really paying off.
1: I recommend encouraging her curiosity by answering her questions seriously. Tell her you are proud of her for thinking things through and asking questions. Your version of vegan might be different from mine, but I would probably say something along the lines of roadkill would be okay to consume ethically. But since I don't think it's okay to kill animals for food, I've stopped seeing animals as food. So for me, I wouldn't eat roadkill, even though it's okay because the animal died on accident. Ask her if she knows what ethically means. If she doesn't, say it means that when something is right versus wrong, based on what you believe about right and wrong. Like you think it's wrong to kill animals for food, and most people think it's wrong to kill another person. That is, if you want to give her an answer. I think an even better conversation to have would be, What do you think? How did you come up with that question? Because I'm not getting enough vitamins, I'm starved. (laughs) (laughs) Because I can smell the B12 in that roadkill. (laughs) Mom, like, I am protein deficient. I want to eat the animals on the street. This tempeh ain't doing shit, mama. (laughs) And then let her walk you through the answer. She's obviously smart and logical, a critical thinker, so indulge that by letting her think it through with you. Respect her opinion, but ask thought provoking question. Like, do you think it's disrespectful to the animal to eat them after they're dead? No. Eat that shit.
0: I think uh no, it's not disrespectful? Cause like if you think of it from like a human's point of view, it's like if you creamy my body, it's like it's just as bad as burying me into the ground where I can't get out if I was alive, you know what I mean? Wait, it's your like...
2: concerns about whether or not you're being like falsely buried alive?
0: <laughs> no, no, okay, no, I think about it like this, so okay. So I feel like a lot of people that think, like, oh, I don't want to be cremated may believe in an afterlife where they go in the same, you know, like, body form as they were when they de- died. But you're getting stuck in a coffin six feet under the ground. Like, you can- if you were alive in that, I don't know, you-, you can't pick and choose what form you leave life in. You're like, I, I don't leave the setting. I just leave my body form. So being, and plus when you burn, you're stuck in a little, uh, little little vase a little of a little urn. You're when you're earned, you're stuck in a urn. Earn for the worst. Earn for the worst. So, yeah, like eat it, put it in a vase, do something with the animal.
1: Mmm. What? Hmm? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said mm, like I understood the point. <laughs> yeah, Paul gets me. That was a test. No, no, yeah, I don't think it's respectful at all to eat it. Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't really care what happens to my dead body, so Same. I wouldn't really like think an animal would care. I'm donating mine to social studies.
2: <laughs> I think the one thing that I find disrespectful is needing to take up space in the world after you're dead by burying yourself He's in a kinda coffin. kind of funny, actually. That's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> would we do something like that to humans? Question two. Fellas, would we? Would we eat a human?
0: Well, speaking of taking up space, I want my body to be on an airplane
2: taking up two seats. <laughs>
1: i'm gonna get real fat before i die (laughs)
2: like real real fat (laughs) make sure i'm able to take up two spots um i would say that for me i've learned from one of the podcasts that i listen to that if you find a dead body never call it in because you'll be the number one suspect so yeah eat that shit instead get rid of the evidence
1: why do you think we take human death so much more seriously than animals question mark
2: oh i don't take human death seriously at all bro i got that gen z mindset
1: <laughs>
0: yeah
2: anytime i see a roadkill i check their facebook
1: page to see if they're already dead. Dude,
2: every time i see a roadkill i'm like hashtag mood am i right fellow kids
1: okay so i i i thought this person was kind of cool before but now i am i don't like this whole com- it. Like, it's really cool to be a vegan it's really cool to be like helping the environment like that and to be thinking about animal rights in such a critical way i don't like the vegan argument of comparing humans to animals i don't think it's a comparable Mm. thing and i think you're kind of lost in the sauce if you think that's a good argument it's like hey
2: that's the other word of the day lost Lost in the sauce (laughs) we've been
1: saying that so much lately damn (laughs) um but yeah it's like those vegans who try to be like oh owning pets is immoral because it's like slavery and it's like no get your fucking head out of your ass no it's not like that's disrespectful to humans to compare like, it's disrespectful to the people who suffered slavery to compare it to that. So, uh, overall, I agree with this person, but I don't like this whole human-animal equivalency.
0: Hmm, yeah.
1: What about putting the animals back in nature so they can be part of the natural process? Question mark. I like that, yeah. Did so do like that, yeah.
0: What does that mean, like, putting the dead animal back,
1: like, where the other animals so are? So they can
2: decay and, like, their nutrients can be, like, put into the soil. Or and, other uh, animals can scavenge
1: them, because uh, although yeah. we're kind of rude to scavengers, like, they also need that.
0: Well, if the other animals can eat meat, why can't I?
1: That was a fan mail question from the 8-year-old. <laughs> it turns out that um, the 8-year-old was asking in bad faith and just wants to debate them. This was, <laughs> this was their Facebook start an argument with your uncle thing, but with their grandma.
0: I think if you're going to pick that animal up and take it to like the woods or some stuff, like I think that's... Putting yourself in a bad position, you know, with the possibility of an animal walking across me, and like, what the fuck did you do to George? <laughs> uh,
1: so I think, yo, go ahead and eat it, little eight-year-old girl. Do you think it might encourage people to hit animals with their cars if that was the only meat that was okay to eat? No, no, it wouldn't. What a that is a slippery anything. ass slope.
2: Yo, that is. It's like yo, hey, yo, yo, yo. Okay, so my options for tonight are: I can get chicken for two forty-nine a pound for the thighs. <laughs> Or I can break my fucking car <laughs> to hit
1: a deer. But it'll be by accident, right? The farmer is just like, we're 10 miles from the nearest road. How do people keep crashing through our chicken coop? How does this keep happening? Yeah.
0: Bessie hopping that self-driving Tesla. <laughs> Let's go get some dinner. He <laughs> just hits every animal on the
2: way. No. ABC News at 10. A terrible tragedy
1: at the uh, local dog park. On oh, no. an unexplained <laughs> accident. <laughs> okay. Let her chew on these things. Work through them on her own. Don't indicate that there is a right or wrong answer. Just ask in a way that'll let her know you are interested in what she thinks. We'll encourage her to continue thinking long after your conversation ends. And that's where real growth takes place, in those quiet moments in between talks. This will teach her that fluid thought is a good thing, and that she can continue to examine her opinions and the world around her as she grows and learns.
0: I actually like that point of view a lot, mm-hmm. with like letting the kid think about their question and just, like, asking them more about their question, that's cool. I didn't like the example questions they brought in, but, uh, yeah, I think that's actually very good advice, just to let them think on themselves, pretty much.
2: I'm going to reiterate that Paul and I don't believe in growing and learning.
1: <laughs> this is a method with children for all philosophical topics, from God to racism. Kids are smart, and they are rarely challenged to form their own opinions. Help her build confidence in herself by acknowledging her as a peer in this conversation. Let her know you respect her intelligence and thought process. When you're done, give her a big hug and thank her for talking to you.
0: That was Nicole's answer. Yeah, Nicole. Okay.
1: Cool. So I hope Callie's not on that Mickey Mouse bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the only interesting things I think we already commented on, overall a good answer. Uh, I think Phil was right that uh, that she at least understands the psychology of kids pretty well and that is a helpful way to talk to them. Callie is a little bit of a dick rider at the beginning here, but I'll just jump into the answer. Whoa, <laughs> Nicole really nailed this answer. <laughs> I totally agree with everything she said. I really love the idea of helping your granddaughter work through this complex idea instead of just giving an answer. It's so important that as a society we start to focus on teaching critical thinking skills to children. With that said, I want to tackle this question as if it didn't come from a sincere and beloved granddaughter. So here goes. I can only think of two valid justifications for eating roadkill. One is if your life is in jeopardy and you are dying, like of starvation. In which case the law- What else? What else would- (laughs) Eating something, <laughs> 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 Phil. Can you that think weapon. of any other reasons you might die if you don't eat the roadkill?
0: Um. Well, I feel like there's roadkill there. Then a car has been there recently, so there's obviously a path for you to get somewhere. Mm. You know where you can eat. Like, I mean, shit. I mean, if it is my last option,
2: I'll do it. But if you're dying of alcohol poisoning and you need to eat the roadkill to even your stomach out. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. Okay,
1: in which case the law of the animal kingdom would prevail. Kill or be killed? Dude, that's so mad By the way,
0: I always keep a rack of ribs in my (laughs) pocket, so I'll be good, probably.
2: Also, do you know that I almost uh, quit my biology program to go into animal kingdom law? (laughs) But it's super
1: competitive. (laughs) I couldn't get into it. The second would be... I, I can't get through this sentence, guys. It might be the most absurd thing I've ever read. Holy shit! <laughs> the second is if you would be just as comfortable eating a human as you would an animal. Oh this is God. where they this is where they
2: lose everybody is when they talk shit like this, dude. It's
1: yeah, it's they really need. to... They're so on they're, the right side, but they just the optics. Yeah, in my opinion, anything other yeah. than those two situations is speciesism, valuing animal lives less than human lives.
0: Well, I was I say like. Okay, in my opinion, like, speciesism, that's like, yo, does a squirrel taste better than a deer? Not at all. It's not even close. So, like, it's definitely going to change my opinion by which animal is dead on the road. I really do think, like, okay, if it is a situation where I literally have to eat roll kill or I have to eat my own arm, I would still weigh out, you know, the type of animal that's dead on the road. Really? Oh, big time, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to eat a skunk-ass motherfucker. I want, like, a deer, I want a buck, I want a cow, I
2: want armadillo that'd be kind of funny how often do you think cows are getting hit by cars on the road i've seen a lot of cows here since i got to california actually and how many have you seen
0: laid dead on the road (laughs) listen man we just we drove blackout drunk the other night i don't know you didn't see it but (laughs) there was a old bessie on the highway that's a good point too there's not gonna be any good animals that are dumb enough to walk in the road it's really just deers and squirrels but venison's a very prized meat i just don't want to eat a squirrel or a skunk
1: damn is it the tails let's get into your psychology phil what's what's up with well i think s- squirrels always like just kind of frighten me in general they're
0: kind of like snakes to where you're un- you can't predict really like how fast they can move or what direction <laughs> like they're very jittery and they're like cracked out so i hate but them. when they're dead they're um, pretty
1: slow is like a big thing i know about them notoriously yeah
0: that's true but just the image of them had been stuck in my mind for years of how much i'm scared of them and I'm never really up to a squirrel up close, so it's more of
2: a psychological thing, actually. Mm. Um, what would you do if you were... Okay, so you're going up into a building, you need to get to the 10th floor, you get into an elevator. Uh, someone says, hey, hold, hold, hold the door open. You hold the door open. It's a squirrel. Uh, <laughs> and a squirrel comes in with a little top hat and a business suit. What do you um, do when he's like in there with you going up to the 10th floor?
0: Shit, I would... Uh, I would- click every button in the elevator panel and then I would jump out of the next floor, close the door really fast so he's stuck. Then I ran to the 10th floor on the stair set. So he has to stop by every floor
2: before he gets to me. You think he's chasing you? Just because he's going to laugh about his life? Dude, squirrels, they'll chase you. Dude, Phil, you're a fucking specious little piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The dude's just trying to provide for his family.
0: Now, if a nice shark came in, then yes, I would... I would hold the door open. I'll be like, what for? But yeah, if you didn't finish the answer, my bad.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, I got, <laughs> I, I started thinking about what if this person really liked fish, the person from the last question who was just hitting animals to eat them. And I was just wondering if, like, how they would get fish, like, crashing their car into it, like, they would get a wave runner just so they could, like, the blades. <laughs> mm. um, while my answer is short, I don't propose it flippantly. I truly believe that our actions need to represent our beliefs, that animals are not lesser beings than humans. And that we don't have the right to take from them, regardless of the circumstances. Rock on, mm. warrior princess. You hey boy. Okay.
0: You know what? I also want to add on to my squirrel bit. I apologize for that, because to be honest, I wouldn't know how to butcher a cow either. You know what I mean? I just don't know what to do with a dead animal. <laughs> so I feel like you know me taking a squirrel or me taking a cow to a butcher, they're gonna be doing something to it to have me filled up that night. And if I'm out in the middle of nowhere and I have any food. Like, there's not going to be a butcher around. In that case, they already have meat prepared, you know? So it's like, no, I probably wouldn't eat any roll kill, actually. Because I don't know how to prepare it.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> For real, what situation are you going to be like, I'm better off eating roll kill than... Okay, hey, you or Paul, do any of y'all know how to butcher an animal and, like, cook it in the wild?
2: No, no. but I know how to roast a chicken hole and then eat around
1: the bones. No, but you still have to get the organs out of a chicken. You can't just roast a whole chicken. First off, you have to. You have
0: to to actually butcher everything. Yeah, exactly. I think the
1: issue would be the moisture
2: content, but I don't think there's anything actually that wrong about it. You're going to pluck it? You're going to get all the the feathers off of it? Oh, yeah, I can get feathers out. Yeah, I've watched enough, like, cooking videos to do that.
1: Mm.
2: Have you watched Gordon Ramsay, like, fucking, like, you know, break down a tuna or whatever? Like, I get the gist of it.
1: How about the head? What are you doing with that? You're roasting it with the rest of it and just eating around it? Just kind of ignoring it? I put it.
2: it in the freezer so I can save it for stock.
1: Okay, so you're chopping it off. So you're doing some butchery.
2: Yeah, no, no. Well, yeah. You gotta do some... I'm not I'm not saying that when you get... When you roast a whole chicken, you're roasting a whole, whole
1: chicken. So you think you can take a chicken from recently dead to, like, roast... You can butcher it up to, like, roastable status? Yes. Interesting. I, I mean, I think I... That's confident. I feel like maybe I could, but I also could see myself fucking it up real bad.
0: There's, same thing for me, probably. I, I mean, like... It's not that I don't believe that you can't do that, you know what I mean? But it's, like, I feel like I would leave something in there that I shouldn't eat. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's, like, the same thing with me and, like, every other animal. So, like, just in general, like, no, I wouldn't know what to do with oh, a dead Oh,
1: for animal. sure a deer. There's no chance. I'm not, I'm not getting a hide off a deer. Mm-hmm. That's, a, like, at least with the mm-hmm. chicken, I can kind of imagine uh-huh. how you would get the feathers off. I have no idea. And
2: also, yeah, it depends
1: on what tools you have while you're out there, too. That's true. We really, I we really kind of, we in comparison also lost the sauce on this question because i don't yeah. think we're other than how funny it is that this is like the philosophical question that's intriguing so i don't think we have we much went to, to real say. joe
0: rogan territory yeah. yeah does this eight-year-old have a butcher knife with her <laughs> i'm still so concerned why the eight-year-old asked that question though like can we eat it like god uh, no i think that's fine she's probably fine
1: she's probably good we good we good. Ooh, at the bottom of this, they do have this tagged as roadkill. So I want to see what other advice column. Oh no, it's the only roadkill column they have. All right, y'all. Um, if we're feeling it, I think I've said what I want to say about this one. So before we jump into the yeah, next I'm, column, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a beer. Yeah, I was gonna do the same. You
0: want think I'm good, y'all. Cheese it, pretzel. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we good. We good. I think I'm gonna have a nightmare one night about a little guy chasing me up a dinner. <laughs> 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 I'm have a dinner. Bad. <laughs> <I> already ate. <laughs> shit, man, what you want to do for dinner tonight, bro? Oh,
2: dude, I'm starting to get kind of hungry, to be honest. <laughs> what do you want to do? I don't know, man. Um... We haven't gotten a white sauce pizza. We haven't gotten lost in the sauce yet. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, so that's why I think Paul's like the biggest piece of shit, but I do the podcast with him anyway. like, what are you gonna do? You know?
0: Yeah, man. I've noticed too that he's not good. Me? Yeah,
2: Phil. I mean, Paul fucking sucks, but like, I mean, we have to do the podcast with him, so it's whatever. <laughs> he's not going to come back, right? Like, he Literally, left. if anybody he, else, if I could do it with anybody else. He
0: drove away when he left, right? We he, oh, he man, got I, a beer. I think
2: he, it takes him a while to get a beer. He's a fucking slow ass piece of shit. Oh, he's so thank dumb. God. He's like, he looks in his fridge and he's like, oh, is this a beer? Oh, no, that's a wedge of blue oh, cheese. Man. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. Hey. He, he fucking sucks, man. Yeah,
0: man. Like, but just oh. be nice
2: to him because, you know, he's like.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh, I know who Al Einstein is. I know what he invented. I mean, come on, Paul. Like, come yeah, yeah. on, come so, on. Don't even
2: worry about it, but... Oh man. Hey Paul, you there? <laughs> Paul, do you have a third segment for us this week?
1: Yeah, I brought a little snack. Give me two seconds to eat it.
2: Just like I was saying, bro. I fucking love Paul so much. And yeah, I don't know why best, you man. were saying, I think he's playing amazing, man. Yeah, he's the best. Um, <laughs> he's handsome. Mm. Uh takes that for <laughs> ransom. <laughs> Lil Tekka loves him. He wrote the song Ransom about Paul.
0: Paul, any new rappers you've been listening to recently?
1: I've been listening exclusively to Jake Paul's raps.
0: Does he make raps? Yeah. For real? yeah. <laughs> oh, man. They do Does well. They
1: chart, raps? man. He gets Jesus a lot Christ. of views on YouTube. They're so bad. Damn.
2: That's depressing.
1: He's made songs with Gucci Mane and shit.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. I feel like he'd be more like a Hoodie Allen speed.
1: <laughs> All right. Segment number three. Phil. One of my favorite stories Adrian told me from college, and it's one that was that you guys used to watch Family Feud so often that you became known for that in your dormitory to the point where somebody called up their boyfriend while they were hanging out with you. And they were like, if you're hanging out with those two stoners getting high and watching Family Feud again, I'm going to be pissed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. She was like, uh, oh man, I think she called this dude, um, and she was like, Are we going on a date tonight? I was like, No, I'm just gonna stay in. He's like, You're probably just at the rage cage getting high and watching Steve Harvey and like we were like, Hey, we, we agree with her. This is <laughs> she got she she nailed that on that. <laughs> like she uh She uh,
1: read our itinerary.
0: Yeah. <laughs> man, yeah, I forgot about
1: that. That's hilarious but go on. I emotionally always very much agreed with you guys like the worst types of people put on Jeopardy. The best types of people are watching The Harv and there's some still... Oh, yes. Yeah. Obviously.
0: I mean, there is a, ver- a lot of problematic things that uh Steve Harvey We're cover said. That in the podcast. Oh guys. <laughs> Shout
1: out Steve Harvey. Yeah. Shout out Steve Harvey except for the problematic shit, but I thought I wanted to make your guys' dreams come true. We are still Uh-oh. we are still an Advice Column Podcast. But I wanted to give you guys the opportunity to do a family feud style game through the lens of advice columns.
2: So
1: what I found is three separate, three separate questions from Reddit's R/slash Relationships. And I've on each my specialty. On each one of those questions, I've picked the three most upvoted answers, and I've sort of distilled their essence. And if they covered the same things, combine them. Okay. And so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna ask you guys the questions, and then we're gonna play it out like Family Feud. You guys are gonna have, um, you're gonna have as many shots as you can do. If you get three wrong, you're out. Uh, the first person to answer the question, y'all know the rules to Family Feud. If you don't, Google Wait, are you them. Are playing
2: against each other or together? Against or each, each other?
1: other. You guys are the two families.
2: Oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. Also, can we just quickly? point out that i said against each other or together each other
1: <laughs> i'm in a perfect state to play a, a competitive game <laughs> all right so honestly the first person to shout out an answer gets to take the round since we don't have bothers so i'm gonna read Ooh, out the question okay. and if you guys think you know what most what most people on reddit answered to this question i've taken the three top uh answers and if you get it you'll get the, the question for the round okay all right round one i bet My female 25-year-old stepsister drunkenly kissed my fiancé, 26 male, and now my parents are mad I kicked her out. My stepsister has been living with my fiancé and I for the past few months because she lost her job due to COVID and couldn't afford her apartment anymore. She has two children, three three years old and female and one one one-year-old male.
2: Because it's a really trying time, you have to let her stay with you, but you need to have
1: a talk with her about why that's not okay now wait oh you philly you actually get to take it right if the first person gets it wrong you get to take it yeah do you want to take it or do you want to pass to adrian for him to try to guess the three top answers um i'll take it okay you'll take it i'll finish the question and then you can uh and then you can uh start guessing all right so she has the two children a female three-year-old and a male one-year-old who are also living with us last week after the kids are asleep We are having a few drinks. I went to sleep first because I had to be up early the next day. My fiancé ended up waking me up in the middle of the night to tell me my stepsister had kissed him. They moved out yesterday to my parents' house, which is way too small for all of them, and they've been harassing me since. My stepdad is also demanding I break up with my fiancé because my stepsister told them he tried to come on to her. How do I get them to leave me alone? Do I even try to clear my fiancé's name? TLDR. My stepsister tried to drunkenly kiss my fiancé. She's now told our parents that my fiance tried to kiss her.
0: Okay, so um, one thing that she can do is sit her fiance and her stepsister both in a room and ask them both separately what exactly happened that night, and Ah. take it from there.
1: Wrong. First wrong one. Also, I will mention that these are the three top replies. They're not necessarily all advice. I'll, I'll, I'll help you guys out because it's the first round. These for the first round, they are advice.
0: Okay, uh, so one answer: uh, just break up with your boyfriend, separate from family.
2: Uh,
1: too wrong.
0: Damn. F. Um, she asked somebody who was present that night that wasn't her stepsister uh, or her.
1: All right, I'm sorry. I didn't.
0: I didn't, I didn't finish <laughs> it. I said "psych" at the end of that, and then I was like, "You fucking make out with your stepsister." So I think the problem was you guys were too
2: empath. Wait, I get, I get to steal though, oh, I get to steal, steal. Right? So
1: if you get one of the three. All right, you the super round.
2: easy uh, suggest a threesome <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man. Eh. sorry adrian i think you guys were too sympathetic to the sister reddit does not like women that was your first mistake was the sympathy uh... so the three answers were basically the top one was sternly defend your fiance against the parents which was like make like be like absolutely he did nothing wrong um and kind of attack your sister to your parents mm. the, the exact quote is she kissed him he immediately woke up to tell me and i told her she had a week to get out i will not stand idly by while someone acts so inappropriately in our home no less none of this is up for discussion you can accept whatever clearly made up story she tells you or you can accept the truth
2: can I also say really quick that's another thing that i really love like another trope of this which is like if he did it in the park if she did it in the park if she did it at walmart if she did it at costco but in our
1: home <laughs> Where we live and eat the things we buy from Costco. <laughs> okay, the next, the next, uh, the next one was step back from your family. So basically, break up with your family, and then the next, Jesus Christ, top voted comment was support your fiance. And the exact quote was, "Make sure you defend your fiance. Your stepdad needs to know he did nothing wrong, even if he doesn't mm. believe it. Your fiance will see and feel the support, and he will need that." <laughs> Reddit is so awful. Awesome. Okay. <laughs>
2: All right, Mm. cool. So let me just really quickly get into my toxic mindset if we're going to keep playing this game. (laughs)
1: Yeah, I think that's going to be completely necessary. All right, let's go. Round two. Okay, y'all, buzz in to answer whenever, whenever you feel like you might know what a Redditor would say to this. My girlfriend, 25F, said I, 25M, could let a friend record in the recording studio she works at. She heard his music and is now saying no. My girlfriend of two years works at and owns a small portion of a recording studio. They aren't affiliated with RCA or Sony or anything like that. We just live in a city with a lot of aspiring musicians and a huge music scene, so they get quite a bit of business. There is a really big music festival coming up in a few weeks, and a friend wanted to record a few tracks in a professional studio, so he could hand it out to people during the festival. Nothing major. No mixing, no major retouching. He just wanted the nice equipment and a good space to do it in. He asked me to ask my girlfriend if they had times available. So I did. No problem. When my girlfriend heard the situation, she not only said there was a studio available, but that my friend's band could even use it for free if they came in after hours. So it was a pretty great deal. That time came last week. My friend and his band went in. My girlfriend and I, as well as a few other employees and friends, were all there listening. The band started to play, got through one song, and my girlfriend went into the room. She spoke to my friend for a bit. I couldn't hear exactly what she said, and then she came back out. They played another song, and then went in again, and they spoke some more. My friend got visibly upset. They packed up their stuff, and he came out and told me that this wasn't a cool way to run a business or treat friends. Apparently my girlfriend had told them their sound wasn't right for the recording studio, and she didn't want their name associated with the band. My friend had asked to keep recording and completely leave the studio's name off of everything, but my girlfriend said no, they needed to leave. This caused a huge fight between my girlfriend and I, I mean, I agree with my friend. They're a studio, not a record label. They've had musicians from all walks of life come in and record there. Rappers. <laughs> oh, uh, the girlfriend's being a bitch. I think you might need to be a little bit more specific because people do get at that.
2: She's being unreasonable and she should have allowed them to do it without the rec- without the label on it.
1: Um, actually, no, I'm sorry. Man, fuck this game. <laughs> right, so I got a chance to steal? Yeah, you could steal or force a drink to take but it. No, it,
2: just, it goes to you or you can give it to me.
1: <laughs> I'll take it. Okay, I'll finish the question. You're going to fail again? They had musicians from all walks of life come in and record there. Rappers, folk singers, indie, psychedelic, everything. And I can guarantee... What a white white list of things. (laughs) They think that's all the genres of music. Okay. We've had
2: country artists, country folk. We've had alt country, rap country,
1: Mm. city country. And I can guarantee that if my friend had been a paying customer, they wouldn't have been kicked out. My girlfriend said that it's her business, and she has a reputation to uphold. And she chooses who gets to record there. I'm honestly pissed and think she should let me record. They aren't a bad band. She's already agreed to it. And with the festival coming up, there's a great chance for exposure. She disagrees completely and says I'm absurd for asking her to reconsider. I don't know what to do. I think what she did was really shitty. She doesn't. TLDR, my girlfriend agreed to let my friend record for free in her recording studio. Then backed out, saying he didn't have the right sound. I think what she did was really shitty and she needs to make it up to him. She disagrees and says, I need to have her back and support her. What do I do?
0: I think... Um, and
1: remember, this one, I, it does play in that some of them are replies, not necessarily advice.
0: That's true. Okay, so I will guess one of the Reddit replies is potentially talk to both parties and maybe try to get another session going again. But with the uh, with the uh, mindset of your girlfriend knowing that your friends may not have the sound quality that you particularly
1: like. Ah, no. That wasn't one of the top Man. three. What a stupid advice. answer.
0: Uh... Okay, then I would say talk with your girlfriend and let her know, like, maybe next time before you offer a free session to somebody. Damn it. I I hate that. Uh, I
1: have to give you another. "Eh." Dang.
0: Um, Maybe.
1: uh, Try to. I'm I'm going to give you some free advice. Try to think outside of actionable things you should do. Th- th- that's not any of the advice here okay listen to your friend's music
0: and then maybe see what's problematic and then okay do, yeah. I'll, I'll give, you, give you that one girl-
1: is it offensive hey! is it offensive so the full comment was is their music is their music controversial or vul- vulgar in some way misogynistic or racist anything political extremely yeah. sexual stuff a la frank Zappa. if she kicked them out simply for being bad musicians that's rude and unkind but if she kicks them out because the music is controversial and might cause potential customers to boycott the studio, that's t- totally okay. O- OP did reply was nope, they're just boring indie rock.
0: Oh. Um, okay, so I got, so this is top three answers, right? So I got two more? Yeah, yeah otherwise I can steal
2: um i would say adrian is huddling in the corner with his family coming up with ideas
0: and they're rubbing their hands and they're holding up x signs we're crossing their arms right now holding up x signs um i would say call your your friend and get his point of view on what exactly happened in the studio besides just the music content just what happened in the studio
1: adrian it is your opportunity to steal
2: oh boy okay so non-actionable things to do oh ask what your girlfriend's acceptable music tastes are and uh what's up with that ask her why she feels okay playing WAP in the car
1: but she won't let bradley <laughs> play uh so you didn't get this one either so phil phil has gotten both now points for both
0: hey turns
1: right that's how family feud works yeah okay so mm-hmm. the other two was after is Defense of the top most upvoted comment was do you think she recognized a band member op is it possible that your gf recognized one one of the band members she may have known and had a problem with in the past Mm. this just doesn't make sense
0: that's actually a pretty good answer wait the
1: third one is this just doesn't make sense no 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 i'm just i was reading more of the comment they they also wrote some more stuff which is like just kind of reiterating like it doesn't really make like why would she do this why would she like
2: right so the second one was did they did she
1: know that did she recognize that kevin spacey was the drummer for this band there and this was a maybe a little bit of editorializing on my part but it's her business so even if she's an asshole she's not violating the nap and you must respect her choice so the actual comment your girlfriend definitely gets to have a say in who does and doesn't record at the studio it's partly her business after all from a so from a business perspective she's not really in the wrong which i just love that answer that's so reddit for them to like sure i guess but like
0: who thinks in yeah. these terms yeah. um yeah like logically i guess that makes sense but it's kind of like i mean they're <sighs> that is so problematic though to be like you're just you're a bad business then i mean i guess you're not breaking any rules because it's your business but you're a bad business though yeah
1: yeah exactly it's just like technically i did nothing wrong it's like i don't think they were asking about the technicality Is that the
0: better business borough that commented <laughs> that
1: <laughs> nobody was
0: calling
2: the cops <laughs> Can we do a quick thing? If I get all three of the answers right on the next one, I win the game. Well, the next one okay. is round three, so it's a... Yeah, so it's worth triple oh, points. Oh, okay. And also, do you, have, do you have a Fast Money ready? I, do, I didn't do a Fast
1: Money. Mm.
0: Is there a celebrity family feud? Does Snoop Dogg come in and answer funny questions?
2: When does Paul Shear come in
1: with June Raphael Lakefield? You guys <laughs> are kind of just showing off now, stunting on the audience about your family feud knowledge. <laughs> oh. When does Kanye come in? With... So this one is my 60-year-old Dad is gender disappointed in me, a 30-year-old female. And okay. the question goes, throw away here. Ever since I can remember, my dad would occasionally bring up that he wanted a boy instead of a girl. I was born with the wrong gender, according to him. I just had my first child, a boy, and my dad can't seem to stop mentioning how he wanted a boy. He's clearly still gender disappointed 30 years on. I'm really successful in life with a six-figure salary, with a great career, happy marriage, and having created a whole adorable baby human. But it seems like Me going through a pregnancy is a sore reminder to him that I'll somehow always be deficient in his eyes for not being born a boy. TLDR, my father can't get over his gender disappointment after over 30 years. What do I do? Adrian. Break ties with your dad. Who cares what that misogynist thinks? Mm, I'll give it to you because it doesn't say break ties, but the first answer is tell him he's a disappointing father. I kind of combined two of the top answers, and the next one was, men determine gender it's his fault he didn't have a boy i'll remind him of that fact every time he mentions it eventually he'll get the <laughs> message <laughs> Damn. that's awesome i love that okay all right so be aggressive of one, father Was the uh what we'll count that one as
2: okay so she just had a son she described what is a very american view of success she has a six-figure salary uh what is it? she's married to like a nice guy mm-hmm. Is and it? she has a whole adorable okay. baby human.
0: Kind of half one. Oh, advice two <laughs> nah, would it's not be. King
2: Solomon. Um, oh man, I can't. I can't, I gotta get all three of these.
0: King Solomon. Uh, that was a good reference.
2: <laughs> I think the other set of advice is don't let the father get to know the child. Limit the exposure this child has to the dad.
1: Okay. Okay. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you because I wrote this one as talk to him about it, but within the question, the answer, which is kind of long, so I won't read the whole thing. They do say I do think at the very least. You should set up extremely strong boundaries. Pick the things he does and tell him if he does them. I'm guessing there might be more than just saying he always wanted a son. Plus being careful he doesn't see his grandson as a second chance. So I'll say, yep, set up strong boundaries counts for taking that one. So you've gotten two of them, Adrian. So you got three shots on the last one because you haven't gotten one wrong yet. Oh, right. You have three shots.
2: Focus on being a better parent than he was. Eh. But it's not about growth and progress just like our podcast is there anything about the husband that was in the question
1: nothing other than just mentioning i have a happy marriage
2: try and reconcile with your father and let him be involved in the child's life so he can feel the joy of having a son mm. damn oh it.
0: wow that was a good answer
2: you should have your husband talk to your dad mm. god damn it fuck this shit all right well phil's time starts now <laughs> one two three four five six eight
0: <laughs> I say, name the baby after your father. Mm.
2: I thought about nope. that for a second. The yes, third, the third answer was Wait, do no, nothing. That doesn't
1: mean I win. It was do nothing. Oh, boo! Yeah. Damn, you guys didn't think of do nothing. I'm gonna give. The, I, I don't know how we're scoring this, but I'm gonna give it to Phil. Hey, I think that's he bad. played the smarter the game. first guest winner. He played the smarter game. He didn't go up front
2: with the uh, answers every time, thinking he had it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Thank you. Um. So wait, what was the third answer? Do nothing. Do nothing. Do nothing. Last segment. Yep, we're doing big facts, no cap, Fill raps. <laughs> I have to rap? <laughs> yeah, we're going to give you a word, and you're going to freestyle. But first, Paul's got to give his big fact, and I'm going to give my no cap. All
1: right. Oh, okay, okay. Make okay. sure to find a big word about Greece for us to get Phil to rap about. Uh, <laughs> my big fact is... You can manipulate a child, but don't try to manipulate your uncle, Dave, or whatever with little fun conversation starters to get them to agree with your politics. It'll work on a six-year-old who's asking you about veganism. It's not going to work on your racist uncle.
2: I think the common theme between the social media arguments and the veganism is, yeah, um, don't engage in one-on-one conversations. No one ever changes. Focus on big sweeping changes that you can be a part of no cap. All right. Phil
1: raps. Acropolis, rap on that, Phil, and Go. Acropolis. Acropolis.
2: Oh god. Here we go. We got to be coming in a second. What was the word? Acropolis.
0: Acropolis. Uh. uh. Yo, he said Acropolis. I got a lot of lists of stuff I want to when a crop in my farm. It's my Acropolis. <laughs> I'm overconfident. Hey, you know I'm not never stopping it. I got a Acropolis dictionary or vocabulary. What does Acropolis mean? Well I'ma tell ya. Yo, Paul, man, I can smell ya through this microphone, bro. You smell Acropolis. Haha <laughs> Is that what that means? Okay, it doesn't. Well look at those jeans, hey. Acropolis? Paul, you have a common stench of people who are Acropolis. (laughs) Ha-ha! Is that the right way to use it? Am I speaking fluent? To the big facts, no cap listeners, hey, I'm dishing... uh, What does Acropolis mean? Can this be like a spelling bee when I (laughs) freestyle? Yeah, so country of origin yeah can i get an origin of what would the definition for uh
2: philip i'm gonna give you another word paul is that did you satis- was that a yeah that was all we're doing all right cool Thank we got you. we got five fingers of death so you got four more beats to go <laughs> through so, okay um so phil my word is gonna be uh you know, i'm gonna give you an easy one no cap just fucking just fucking wild no
0: these, these people dude Bruh. let's go okay okay oh man oh. welcome to big facts no cap it's your host philip we got Adriana Paul's guest today, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, big facts, no cap. It's kind of hot outside. I might wear no cap on my head. Cause I don't flow like that. Hey, okay, I gotta back up from the microphone. Cause I was too close. And this girl's like, man, you got some new clothes? Where'd you get those? I'm like, urban outfitters. And she'd be like, oh, damn, bro, you are so uh, cool. I love you, Philip. And i will be like, okay, <laughs> all right. It didn't rhyme, but all right. Here we go, no cap. Uh, I got khakis, but they're no chap. Uh, I don't shop at Kohl's no more, bro. I'm hot as Kohl's. And she be like, you know my friend Cole? And I'll be like, um uh, no, I don't, and she'd be like, you got bananas, what brand did you get, and I'm like, no, and she was like, oh, man, you got toothpaste, I'm like, what brand shows, and she'd be like, oh, goddamn, uh, what's your favorite rapper with the first name Jermaine, and I was like, Cole, and she was like, um, why are we asking each other so many questions, I was like, I don't know, oh, you know, I gotta switch the flow, switch the beats, you know, uh, yeah, uh, what was the word again, what, what word do we yeah. show Alright,
2: Paul, it's your turn this time. You no get, cap. Oh, you give me one
1: other word. Oh, um, uh, can you rap on the word disappointment? Yeah. Disappointment. Oh man.
0: Of course. Yeah, yeah. Mic check, mic check. The word was disappointment. AKA my middle name. The word was disappointment. I was conceived on the interstate. When I was a kid, all I had was lemonade, but we don't do that Welch's, we do the minute made, we might do some grapefruit, you hate me, well I hate you, cause we ain't rolling with the same crew, you got a t-shirt but we ain't got on the same crew, neck or v-neck, who's your favorite rapper man i leave, stretched? When I freaking make him do a split in the gymnastics gym, Hey. cuz I'm immaculate. Shout out to the battle rapper, Immaculate. You know I'm stacking chips at the casino, he know that I get the De Niro. On a of 100, uh, I think your favorite rapper, uh, he says zero. Uh, cuz, uh, I mean, to be honest, but I, I, I really, really think that you're a weirdo.
2: i kick you in your rear row. Uh, what was the exact word again? I don't know, hold up. Disappointment, Philip, okay. Your word Einstein. Ooh. Okay. Yo.
0: Uh Yo, I'm coming with the cool rhymes and the tight flow. Call me Albert Einstein. I just got a light bulb pop on the top of my head. You know, we invented it. Yo, cause he's the best inventionist in the world, man. He made the electricity. And you better than me, bro. You kidding me. Cause Albert Einstein, man, he made the light bulb. Man, a thousand watts. Man, you say you're better than me. I give you like a thousand watts. Because <laughs> you're not good, my man. <laughs> I'll be like, what, what, what? And then you be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I get the gun. And then I'll be like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then you be like, man, what, what? I can also DJ spin on this uh, rap beat. So that's what I'm doing right now. What, what, what? what? Yo, okay, yo, Albert Einstein, I make you a scared dude Looking crazy as Albert Einstein's hairdo You know, when that one picture, he didn't comb it Man, I listened to your mixtape, I didn't show it mm. To my friends, cause I was like, man, he didn't blow up He didn't make it past his hometown But you know how me and Adrian do, bro? we go down on the beat We eat that pussy like DJ Khaled on an off day And yo, <laughs> I be listening to <laughs>
2: hold on hold on okay yo what's the what's the what's the beat with the uh? Oh, hold Phil on Phil
1: just so you can start thinking your yeah. final word's gonna be COVID
2: what's it called COVID 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 oh this is a good instrument too okay okay alright this is your last chance to impress people and make them mm. realize what they need to listen to your podcast you can go
0: ahead and uh, skip this one <laughs> yo you can go ahead and skip this one like the last episode. See the title of this one and you be like, I'ma let it go. Hey, cause you know I'm not gonna even show you my good skills. I'm not that good, but they be like, should feel? Even, even rap on the microphone? And I will be like, bruh, I got this Titus flow. And I already forgot the first word, but that's COVID. okay. COVID, oh, when you sick and shit, I'm glad you remind me of the word cause I didn't remember it. But you know COVID, I ain't getting tested. You just saw your girl on the gram she was flexing and i'll be like god damn girl you got me stressing and she was like yo have you ever heard of death leopard that band and i was like why you asking me that and she was like yo you know you rapping is whack and i'll be like why you asking me about death metal bands from the 80s or 70s or whatever song they made in whatever decade they were rapping in and i was like Yo, yeah. uh Death leopard man i freaking give you a uh, yo what what was the word covid Hey, yo, hey, yo, she's like, COVID 19. I'm like, <laughs> Yo, I'm positive. And she was like, yo, Metropolis. What was that first word you Acropolis. gave me, Paul? Acropolis? Oh, damn. You know I remembered it. Spotify, Hulu, I got that membership. Seven day free trial. Girl, come get the shit. I'm gonna watch fucking every show on Hulu with you. Yeah. <laughs> yo, okay, yo, um. Yo, but COVID-19, I ain't trying to get my nose swabbed. I'm eating pussy like DJ Khaled when his flow's off. Because, <laughs> you know, he don't normally do that. He's on a freaking plant-based diet. It can be written. It can be written. It can be written. Okay, if it's written in this case, then shouts to DJ Khaled. He's the king in my mind. You know that I rhyme for him every time. He is the best. He's my idol. If without him, I would be suicidal. Without him, there would not be the newest Bible. Without DJ Khaled, there would not be American Idol. Cause he's the best singer. He's the best DJ. Hey yo, man, rewind this podcast back. You gonna need a replay. Hey, hey, I'm not saying I'm blowing out candles, but it's my B Day, hey. I'm not saying it. okay. I should back up in the microphone again. I'm way too close to the microphone again. You see something, Paul? Nah. Oh, I... hey. Give me ten
2: more words. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think we're gonna wrap this up. Wrap this up. <laughs> Thank you for surviving the Five Fingers of Death, Phil. Oh man. I would hate if I had to call up your family and be like, "Sorry, Paul died during the five- <laughs> <laughs> Phil died during the uh, Five Fingers of Death." <laughs>
0: Can I get a retake? Can I get five more fingers?
2: (laughs) Dude, we only have one hand here. Here.
0: Yo, I got two hands.
1: Look up Phil Carter on um um, on MySpace. I I mean,
0: hey, listen, you can follow me at at @disappointment. Fish fillet. (laughs) Uh, you can follow me on Instagram if you would like to. I don't see why you would like to, but it's at fish fillet with the Phil part spelled P H I L. I'm part of a band with Adrian and my friend Patrick called the Buster Cups. We make some music every now and then Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Just the Buster Cups. That's B-U-S-T-E-R-C-U-P-S. Um, and other than that, yo, just have some good vibes. Vibe out. Eat that roadkill. Um, unfriend some grandfather social media. Make sure they ain't dead, though.
2: Man, why was roadkill not one of the words we
0: gave you? Ooh. You know what? I need six-finger death. Let's close it out with a six-finger death. <laughs> All right, but it has to be roadkill. about
1: roadkill and the show ending.
0: Mm.
2: I'm feeling lazy. I'm gonna throw on the same beat. Okay. Alright, y'all. Thank y'all for listening today. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next week. I wanna be surprised if you cut this off
0: halfway through. Cause you'd be like, damn you dope, Phil. I leave you side on the road. Like roadkill. They listen to my raps and they'll be like, Man, you so real. You so ill. Like the COVID. Man, the podcast, it's ending. It's closing. And I'll be like, well, man, that's okay. Because they're going to come back next uh, it, Friday and drop a new episode. And it's going to be legendary, bro. It's going to be so good. You know, Adrian and Paul, they have the best di- dialogue on the show. Um, this is now free verse, by the way. I transitioned freestyle from free verse poetry. It's going to be a good episode. They're going to have a first segment, they're going to have a second segment, they're going to have a third segment. And they're gonna have a fourth segment. And they're gonna close it. Um let's see we got two more minutes left in this instrumental, so we're gonna stay in Don't <laughs> all pause right, it. All <right>.